This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series is in Southern California today on the two-mile California Speedway. This track is very similar to the Michigan International Speedway. Wide enough to pass, smooth, and fast. Rusty Wallace is the defending champion of this race, and obviously he likes the place. I'd say this racetrack is definitely one of the nicest on the circuit. To win here, though, says Rusty, it takes horsepower. Most of the passes in the straightaway, not really in the corners, because you get that dog on arrow push they talk about. But, like, again, it takes a lot of power to pass in the straightaways, and uh, the track is real wide, real smooth, so there's a lot of room to run on it. The cars are lined up, ready to go in the 10th race of the 2002 season. From the California Speedway, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series runs the Napa 500 next on MRN Radio. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Southern California hosts the NASCAR Winston Cup Series today in a contest of speed and pit road decision-making. Hello again, I'm Joe Moore along with Dave Moody today who's pinch-hitting for Barney Hall taking this weekend off. Welcome to MRN Radio's live coverage of the NEPA Auto Parts 500. The Winston Cup Series has been racing here at the California Speedway for five years now. It seems his facility gets better each year and larger and larger crowds are coming out to see NASCAR racing. Today a sellout crowd, over 92,000 in the grandstands, not counting a packed infield here to see the NAPA 500. This is a two-mile trioval racetrack, Dave Moody, but a lot of the attention in a race here is focused on pit road. Well, many, many times here, both in Winston Cup competition and on the NASCAR Bush Series, we've seen the final laps come down to a question of fuel mileage and pit strategy. Teams will be working the calculators all day long, trying to figure out what the proper setup is, not necessarily spending all day at the front of the pack either. We've seen drivers lurk in the middle or the back of the pack for most of the day, trying to conserve fuel mileage, make the most of the draft, and then come on late and get those few extra laps in the gas tank that it takes to go all the way to the finish and sometimes steal a win. A lot of times the gambling comes into play, getting close to the end of a race here to determine who's going to win. And sometimes we do see surprise winners here. Today's race is also a neat little matchup of the youth versus veterans in NASCAR Winston Cup racing. We have two rookies in the first four positions and six drivers in the top ten under 30 years of age. Well, Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch and Jimmy Johnson, they've all made a very strong case for the 20-somethings, if you will, here this weekend. But I also don't think guys like Dale Jarrett and Rusty Wallace are exactly ready for the home yet either. With all due respect to the young bucks that blew away Mike Skinner's track record here on Friday, it takes more than bravery and a heavy foot to succeed here on Sundays. More than anything else, this track rewards patience and consistency and a cool head, and those are not necessarily traits you find in the youngsters, but a great mix here today of youth and experience, and it should make for a very interesting 500 miles. Veteran racers have won this race before in the previous five years. Jeff Gordon did it twice. Mark Martin in 98, Jeremy Mayfield the winner here in 2000, and Rusty Wallace the defending winner of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Back at the California Speedway on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, closing in on the start of the Napa Auto Parts 500. This racetrack showed it was going to be very fast this weekend in Bud Pole qualifying on Friday when four drivers set new track records in qualifying for today's race. Fastest of all of them, Ryan Newman, 
who scored his second career bud pole for this event. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee is standing by with our pole sitter. And you talk about a lap, 187.432 miles per hour, the bud pole winning speed, first of the year, second of your career, Ryan. That was one lap. What's it going to take to be at the winter circle at 200 for you today? A whole lot of variables. You know, we got a good race car today in an automobile one for Taurus, and uh, you know, we got a good engine. Obviously, we showed that in qualifying. I think we got one that's going to live all day. And um, you know, we we we've been pretty conservative on it. We've been pulling a pretty decent gear, and and uh, you know, just not running real hard, not getting a lot of miles on it to be conservative to it. And uh, hopefully that that'll pay off, and you know, we can have a good race. Now, last four finishes have not been very good. Best has been 37. So, is it hard to stay focused when you're having bad luck? I mean, you were running good last week and had bad luck. It's just hard for me to stay focused as it is everybody else on the team. But together, we pull each other and everybody together. And uh, that, that's important. That's good teamwork. And you know, I think we, we proved that by bouncing back and qualifying on the pole here in California. That's exactly right. He'll get one for the years out. That's rookie Ryan Newman. Well, sophomore driver Kurt Busch made it a front row sweep for the Kitty Core on Friday. He'll start on the outside pole today. He's climbed all the way to fourth in the point standings, and after winning his first career Winston Cup race at Bristol earlier this season, this team's definitely on a roll right now. He's with our Winston Kelly of Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, Dave, they've been extraordinarily consistent all year long. Another good qualifying effort, just four one-thousandths of a second off of the bud pole, but I know what you're concentrating on is the race package. How was it yesterday in practice, Kurt Busch? It seemed to be real good. The clouds were out, and it was a bit cool. Now we've got sunny uh, California sunshine, so it's going to change the setup a little bit. I hope we made it adjustable enough. Uh, we're going to try to stay in that clean air and make sure that the Rubbermaid emblem on the hood stays up front. That's the goal. When we saw you yesterday afternoon or yesterday morning, you commented that you hoped it stayed cool. Did you make a lot of changes this morning? We made some changes yesterday in happy hour, just tried them out. Obviously, the track conditions weren't like they were today. So we were just trying to see. And that's what we did at Bristol when we were able to come away with a successful car there was to try things that wouldn't normally work for that condition but might work later on. And Bristol changed around on race day morning. So hopefully we'll be able to roll the dice the same way. And speaking of Bristol, he admitted that he didn't really expect to win his first race there, but he wouldn't be at all surprised for win number two to come today here at California. And the leader of the Graybeard contingent in today's event, Dale Jarrett, is qualified in the third position. He has been since last July at New Hampshire since he's gone to victory lane on a NASCAR Winston Cup race, and this season has got off kind of slow for the UPS Ford team. To see what he thinks about his chances here today, Tony Rizzuti of Charlotte, North Carolina, is with DJ. It's his best qualifying effort of 2002. This track is known as a horsepower track, but everywhere we've gone this year, we've heard that dreaded word, arrow push. How important is it to stay up front in the clean air here this afternoon? I think it's very important. I think if you look at this racetrack and we talk about it, there's two things that you have to have, and that's a good aero package, and you have to have a lot of horsepower, and hopefully we've got that. But uh, staying in clean air will be very, very important today. Now, your team with the Robert Yates Motors are known for a ton of horsepower, but everybody knows the more power, the less gas mileage you get. Is that something you worked on? Well, we've tried to work hard, obviously, uh, since Texas, too, but uh, we're going to try to be smart about that today. We think that we can get to the 50-lap mark, which is uh, what you need to do in case this would go green and we can make it in four stops. Well, he is amongst all the young guys, but he's hoping to have a good run today. His best career finish at California is fifth. Dale Jarrett and the UPS Ford will roll off third. Well, Michael Waltrip starts the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet sixth today in his sponsor's race. With the way the DEI cars have run on the bigger tracks this season, he's got to be feeling pretty good today. Jim Phillips. And let's talk to Michael Walter, starting in the uh, top five today. Okay. The aero package of DEI is 
one of the best in the business. Could that make a difference for you today? Well, our cars are real good on the big tracks where you don't have to have a whole lot of downforce. Uh, these tracks where you need a, a, a real balanced downforce car, we seem to be, um, Dale Jr. gets on top of it, but we haven't been able to yet with our Napa car. So we're working real hard to learn what he knows and to, to borrow some knowledge from his team and try to give ourselves an opportunity to be competitive at a track like, like we are here today at California where aerodynamics is a big factor today. I know you want to win other than a restrictor plate race. Or, or so, where do you have to be now, say 50 or 40 laps to go? You just have to show all day long that you've got a fast enough car to lead the race. You know, you got to be right up front, and uh, if you happen to fall back, you got to be able to make your moves toward the front, and then that proves your car is fast enough. And then, you know, it might come down to taking two tires. Two tires works, worked well yesterday. You want that track position late in the race, but just having track position isn't enough. You have to show that your car is fast enough to keep it once you, once you get it. That's Michael Walter. Rusty, Rusty Wallace is a defending winner of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Starts today in the 10th position. Tony Rizzuti is with him. Well, Rusty Wallace has one of his best cars here, Mad Max. How about it? Can you make it two in a row? I hope so. We've got a really good car. It's got a, got a lot of horsepower under the hood, and it's been running real strong in practice. And uh, it's the same car I had last year. It really doesn't mean a lot, but it's been completely rebuilt, changed around, and it's been running strong. Well, he was 19th in happy hour, but seemed to get better on the longer runs. Rusty Wallace qualified 10th for today's Napa Auto Parts 500. Now, coming off a win last weekend at Talladega, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has now cracked the top five in the points. He's talking like a man who has some plans to make a run for the championship today. He's going to be a factor today, too, as well, Joe. Yeah, he uh, will be a guy to look out for in this event. Uh, coming back, he has a, a win here. The NASCAR Bush Series came several years ago and has had a couple of top five finishes in Winston Cup competition. We'll talk to him in just a few moments and hear from more of the drivers getting set for the start of today's Napa Auto Parts 500. It is a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon here in Southern California. Nothing like Friday afternoon when we came into town, first for Bud Pole qualifying, then yesterday for the NASCAR Bush Series event. We had some threatening skies. As a matter of fact, qualifying was uh, delayed for the Bush Series, washed out on Friday. It was very cold here on Friday, but it's warmed up nicely and should be perfect for racing here today. Time now for our driver spotlight, brought to you by MBNA, the issuer of the official NASCAR Visa credit card. Here's Dan Hubbard with Greg Biffle. Greg, you were the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Champion in 2000. You won five Bush races last year. And while you're still the man behind the wheel of the Granger Ford in the Bush Series, today marks your first Winston Cup start. You've got to be excited. I really am. And, uh, you know, the guys have worked really hard. We're um, putting a lot of pressure on our, our Bush team guys to, to get the Winston Cup cars prepared, along with uh, some extra guys we've got for our partial Winston Cup program. So the guys have done a great job. Uh, get me get me cars together to, to race out here and uh, just excited that we qualified yesterday you know we we had an engine problem at Daytona trying to get in and uh, today uh, yesterday everything worked well for us uh, qualifying and the car was pretty good and happy hour so we're excited your Roush teammate Kurt Busch was brought up to the Winston Cup ranks before you were take us back to that day and, and how you came to deal with it well really I was okay with it because Kurt didn't really have a future set you know of where he was going to go and uh, what had happened is um, really they didn't have any plans, they didn't have any sponsors for the truck series, and there was an opening in the Winston Cup series, uh, so they elected to do that. We were in a long-term contract with Granger, so I was kind of bound by uh, a contract and really couldn't go anywhere and do anything different. Today is your first Cup start. What is your strategy? Uh, strategy is just uh, I want to get a top 20 finish. You know, I'm going to try and stay in the lead lap today. Um, like to finish in the top 20. Um, just 
try and stay out of everybody's way, gain some respect from these guys, learn something. You know, we're here to learn uh, for next year, and we're this is a start of building a notebook uh, for next year, and um, I think that we're going to be able to do that. Our car ran decent and happy hour. Um, I'm pretty comfortable in the car, ran pretty good yesterday in the bush race. So just try and use some of those strategies today and hopefully get myself ratchets up in the top 15 or 20 and try and finish there. Greg Biffle is one of more than 60 drivers who endorsed the official NASCAR credit card by MBNA. Apply for a card with a photo of your favorite driver at MBNA.com or visit one of the familiar green MBNA booths the next time you're at a major NASCAR event. I think the pressure really is on Greg today. He starts in the 29th position, and it's got to be uh, quite a, a great feeling to know he's finally made it to the Winston Cup Series, his first ever start in this division. Had a shot to get in at Daytona. Things didn't work out well for him, and I know it's been a long wait to get here to California to take his second attempt at the Winston Cup rank. Certainly won't be his last, and he looks for a good run today. Now let's take a look back at a previous race here at the California Speedway with Tough Triumphs, brought to you by Tough Acton to Nacton. Today we look back to the year 2000 when Jeremy Mayfield came from a lap down and battled extreme heat in his car's cockpit to come out on top. Trouble in turn four. It's the Robbie Gordon machine. He slams the wall in the rear end of the exit of turn four. But the caution flag is out after the leader took the white flag. They race back for the win in turn one. Jeremy Mayfield still with a five-car length lead. Back to turn number two to the inside lane. Swinging up against the outside retaining wall for the last time. They hit the back straightaway over Bobby Labonte in second. Down the back stretch for the last time. It is Jeremy Mayfield in the top spot. Only a lead of about two car lengths over Bobby Labonte in second. Matt Kenseth in third. Moves to the outer groove. Trying to drop alongside Bobby Labonte. But it looks like Jeremy Mayfield off a of turn four. Here they come off the final corner to the start finish line. He was a lap down at the first pit stop. He's going to come back to win. Jeremy Mayfield takes the Napa Auto Parts 500 in California. Jeremy Mayfield down at Victory Lane. Jim Phillips is with him. You started off pretty bad today. Tell us about the first problem you had, Jeremy. And we had a great car, and uh, evidently we had a problem in the whole line. T- one time, and I was like, I'm not going to make it. You know, I mean, I've never got out of a car, and saw so burn up and whatnot. You know, wasn't going to make it to the end, but they, they filled me up with ice and took off from there. That day, Jeremy Mayfield achieved a tough triumph. Brought to you by Tenacton. Tackle athlete's foot with tough Acton Tenacton. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments, experience realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete. Second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Napa Auto Parts 500. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. By Chevrolet. If only everything was as dependable as a Chevy. Chevy, we'll be there. 
by 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR, by Raybestos. Have your brakes checked every year and ask for Raybestos, the best in brakes. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Budweiser, with the crisp, clean, refreshing taste you'll find in no other beer. This Bud's for you. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR, CART, and the NHRA. Craftsman, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Two-way communications by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor and authorized affiliate of Racing Radio. And by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Back at the California Speedway, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series machines are now rolling off the pit lane, beginning the first of three pace laps before we get today's race underway, the Napa Auto Parts 500. Three drivers failed to qualify for the field for today's race. Brendan Gaughan, Chad Little, and Hermie Sadler. Here's the 43 starters in today's event. Starting 43rd, it'll be Shauna Robinson in the BAM Racing Dodge. 42nd, Rick Mast in the Duke's Mayonnaise Sours Ford. The Brawny Georgia Pacific Dodge, Steve Grissom aboard will go 41st. 40th is Robbie Gordon in the singular wireless Spider-Man Chevrolet. Bill Elliott goes 39th. The Dodge dealers, UAW Dodge. The Sitco Ford with Jeff Burton starts 38th. 37th is Ricky Rudd in the Haviland Ford. 36, Brett Bodine, the Hooters Restaurants Ford. The Conseco Pontiac with Stacy Compton starts in 35th. 34th is Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. Mike Skinner in the Kodak Chevrolet starts 33rd this afternoon. 32nd, Dave Blaney in the Jasper Engines and Transmissions Ford. Hut Strickland in the Hills Brothers Coffee Dodge is 31st. Starting 30th, Bobby Hamilton, the Schneider Electric Chevrolet. Greg Biffle makes his first career Winston Cup start today. Starting 29th in the JR.com Volvo Trucks Ford. Bobby Labonte has the Interstate Batteries Pontiac starting 28th. 27th starter, Ward Burton, the Caterpillar Dodge. Mark Martin has the Pfizer Viagra Ford starting 26th. 25th is Sterling Marlin, the Coors Original Dodge. John Andretti goes from 24th today. He's in the Cheerios Dodge. Ken Schrader has the M&M's Pontiac starting 23rd. 22nd starter, Jimmy Spencer, the Target Dodge. And 21st, Kevin Harvick, the GM Goodrich Service Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth in the DeWalt Power Tools. Ford will go 20th this afternoon. 19th to Kyle Petty in the Sprint Dodge. Steve Park, the Pennzoil Chevrolet, is 18th. 17th to Jeff Gordon in the DuPont Chevrolet. The America Online Chevrolet for Jeff Green goes 16th, 15th, Ricky Craven in the Tide Ford. 14th, Jeremy Mayfield, the Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge. The Checkers, Shucks, Craig and Auto Parts Ford. And Joe Nemechek goes 13th. 12th is Casey Atwood, the Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge. 11th to Johnny Benson, the Eagle One Valvoline Pontiac. The defending winner of this race, Rusty Wallace, has his Miller Lite Ford lined up in the 10th starting spot today. 9th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Budweiser Chevrolet. 8th starter, Tony Stewart, the Home Depot Pontiac. 7th is Elliott Sadler in the Motorcraft Ford. Michael Waltrip has the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet starting 6th. 5th starter, Jerry Nadeau in the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson starts fourth in the low Chevrolet. Dale Jarrett has the UPS Ford starting third. On the front row, Kurt Busch in the Rubbermaid Ford. On the Bud Pole for the second time in his career, Ryan Newman driving the Mobile One Altel Ford. 250 laps, 500 miles on order this afternoon here at California Speedway under beautiful, sunny Southern California skies. Really for the first time all week, the Winston Cup teams have been able to play in the left coast sunshine. And for our 
announcers here at MRN Radio working pit road and out on the corners all weekend. It's been kind of chilly today, a little bit nicer out there. Let's hear from some of those voices now. You've heard from our announcers down along the pit lane, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti. Cover the action for us in the turns today, out in turns one and two from nearby Rancho Cucamonga, California, Dan Hubbard. Thank you, Joe, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm perched atop a billboard giving me a bird's eye view of turns one and two, turns that are among the fastest in all of NASCAR. Approach speeds into the 14-degree banking over 200 miles an hour. Not only are they fast, they are wide, 70 feet to be exact, and the drivers appreciate the luxury of choosing a variety of lines through the corners. Now, the sun is out today. The track will be a bit slicker than yesterday during happy hour. I'll be here to cover all the slight, slipping and sliding at turns one and two of the California Speedway. At the exit to turn two, 3,100 feet of open asphalt to back straight away before they come to the attention of turn three. Manning turn three for us here at MRN Radio this afternoon from Portland, Oregon, Paul Bartholomew. Thanks, Dave Moody. The back straightaway measuring 2,500 feet in length and the 70 feet wide, giving these Winston Cup drivers multiple lanes to choose from to make a pass before tangling with the 14 degrees of banking, which makes up turns three and four. Once in the corner, bottom line's the preferred line. However, if you're caught on the outside, there's ample racing room. Just a couple of taps on the brake pedal will set the car. If you're not fighting that arrow push, you can get right back into the gas pedal as there's a lot of runoff room out of turn four. Yesterday, we saw two cars find the turn four wall. Today, we'll sit back and see what happens. I'll have all the action at this end of the racetrack covered from my turn position high atop a billboard in turn three. A packed house here at the California Speedway on their feet, saluting the drivers as they come across the start-finish line, getting the signal of one to go before we get the Napa Auto Parts 500 underway. Today's broadcast of the Napa 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the California Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Now once again the Kitty Core has shown in qualifying and it'll be the youngsters up front in row one Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch in the Fords at the front of the pack and Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson in row two Jerry Nadeau and Michael Waltrip in row number three. 500 miles here in California a long way a lot of opportunity to get in trouble a very raceable track Joe but as we've seen over the years and we certainly saw it yesterday if you overdrive this track it will make you pay you can get in trouble in a hurry particularly in the turns if you get up out of those two grooves and get in the marbles you can slide easily into that wall and that is always a hard hit so those drivers will be trying to be patient in the early stages of the race a lot of times patience and racers just does not mix We'll see how patient they can be in the opening stages of this race as the field now works behind the safety car coming off turn four into the trioval for the start of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Ryan Newman in a Ford, Kurt Busch in a Ford, ahead of Dale Jarrett in a Ford, and Jimmy Johnson in a Chevrolet. That's the way they're lined up in the front two rows as they come to the line for the start of the Napa Auto Parts 500. And at the top of the grandstand, honorary starter Dave Finley puts the green flag in the air, and we are underway at California. And on the break, Ryan Newman takes the point. He'll lead the charge into turn one. First time into turn one, it is Ryan Newman by half a car length. Now Kurt Busch in second, chops that down to even less. He's riding the bumper of Ryan Newman. Third spot is Dale Jarrett. Fourth is Jimmy Johnson. Fifth is Jerry Nadeau. Everybody returns one and two cleanly. Everybody single file, at least your first 10 car single file. It's Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch have broken away from Dale Jarrett by about 10 car lengths. 
Kurt Busch has an idea of taking the lead down in turn number three. He's down on the bottom as they hit turn four. Heelan tries to slam the door, but can't come down quick enough. Here comes Kurt Busch putting on the charge already. The battle for the lead as they come down a complete lap number one. Side by side up front, across the stripe by inches, Kurt Busch. He'll take the lead now as they haul it off into turn one. A couple of fours going at it for the top spot at California Speedway. It's Busch down low, Ryan Newman up high. Busch may have had the lead momentarily, but Ryan Newman working that middle groove. Powers off of turn two, slides the tail just a little bit. He's got the lead ever so briefly down the back stretch. Kurt Busch not going to give it up. He's down on the bottom of the racetrack with Ryan Newman on the outside. They'll stay side by side as they race into turn number three. Dale Jarrett right behind him, about three car length. They're still side by side for the lead out of four. Good indication early on that you can run two abreast here at California. The outside lane with a little bit more horsepower as you keep the RPMs turned up. The inside line, the shorter way around. Outside line, the way to go right now. Ryan Newman has the point. Dale Jarrett follows him around to second place. There goes Dale Jarrett slotting into the second position. Drop kick, Kurt Busch back to third. Jimmy Johnson trying to make this a four-car party as there was a four-car breakaway away from Jerry Nadeau in fifth. It's a tight pack up front headed to turn three. Jimmy Johnson drops down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'd like that third-place position now taken away from Kurt Busch. Still up front, it's Ryan Newman by two car lengths over Dale Jarrett. Then single file, Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch. Johnson made a power move to the inside of the track going into turn number three. Picked up the third position. Now they come storming up off the corner. The battle's going to be back for the fifth spot. That's where Tony Stewart's on the move. He's got the Home Depot Pontiac hooked up on the inside of the track. Picks up one spot. Michael Waltrip may go with him. Keeping an eye on Tony Stewart as they come into turn one. Michael Waltrip took a brief look to the inside. Now backs up. Jerry Nadeau hot on his heels. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is part of this mix. So to his Rusty Wallace. In the meantime, Dale Jarrett continues to chase down Ryan Newman for the lead. Ryan Newman by three car lengths over Dale Jarrett. Then Jimmy Johnson back another three car lengths. Kurt Busch back about five car lengths. And then 15 car lengths back to that battle with Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Jerry Nadeau, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Rusty Wallace. Good racing for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth positions. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is on the hunt. He looks down to the inside now, trying to make some ground. He'll move underneath Jerry Nadeau at the exit of turn number four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. down to the inside will take the spot away as they hit turn one. Jr. will take the spot away, but Jerry Nadeau and Rusty Wallace have thoughts about counterattacking as Earnhardt Jr. washes up just ever so slightly through turns one and two, giving Rusty Wallace the good look to the inside. Wallace tries to pull him off down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace's Ford is down on the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Chevrolet out on the outside. They'll stay side by side into turn number three. The Miller Lite Ford by about a half a car length over the Budweiser Chevrolet. Early problems for Ken Schrader. He started 23rd, was racing for his 16th when suddenly the M&M's Pontiac slowed. He's now on pit road, but the race is for the lead. Dale Jarrett has it, at least for now, Dan Hubbard. Dale Jarrett wants to show the youngsters how to get it done, but Ryan Newman takes his four deeper into turn one. He'll take the lead back from Dale Jarrett. Jimmy Johnson right there with the best seat of the house in third. Tight, tight, close one racing off of turn two. Give the lead to Ryan Newman down the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett will fall right back in line, right behind Ryan Newman and just in front of Jimmy Johnson. Those three cars have broken away from the rest of the field. Kurt Busch now running in fourth, and he's going to have a battle with Tony Stewart here in another lap or two. Off turn four, the battle for the lead continues, and they are too wide once again. 
Dale Jarrett digging down low on the inside lane. He's got a little bit of drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. Ryan Newman left to his own devices on the outside, but he is running strong. Jarrett, though, will gun him down at the entrance to one. This time, Dale Jarrett has the lead, and he will make it stick all the way through turns one and two. Ryan Newman doing all he can, trying to defend his second spot. Looks like Jimmy Johnson will take it away. They're off of turn two, wheel to wheel. Those are the two rookie contenders, or two of the rookie contenders. They'll stay side by side with... Ryan Newman on the outside and Jimmy Johnson on the bottom of the racetrack. They're both trying to catch your race leader, Dale Jarrett. Meanwhile, Ken Schrader heads to the Winston Cup garage. Winston Kelly? Well, he had some kind of vibration in the motor. They're not sure exactly what it is. They're going to take it behind the wall, see if they can determine if it's a valve or something, possibly even they set a push rod. Not sure exactly what it is. We talked to Ken Schrader before the race. He said, if we can just keep from getting bitten by this bad luck that we've had the last few weeks, we should have a good run, but not so today. Tough break. He had picked up about 12 positions in the first five laps of the race. Well, as we saw yesterday, Dave Moody, the guy who gets out front, runs away. That's what's happening now with Dale Jarrett. Jarrett has now got a nine-tenths of a second lead, but behind him, a wicked four-car battle for the second spot as they queue up behind him. Ryan Newman, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, and now Tony Stewart tags in on the tail end of that pack. Stewart taking a look down to the inside, but can't find any room underneath Kurt Busch. Here they come to the start-finish line. Dale Jarrett continues to expand the lead. He's over one full second now as he storms it off into one. He continues to extend his lead into turn one. Then you get into that scramble from second on back. Ryan Newman has it. His mirror is filled with Jimmy Johnson in third. Fourth would be Kurt Busch. Tony Stewart looks at the outside of Kurt Busch in fifth position. Nothing doing now. Single file racing down the back stretch. Tony Stewart looked like the man on the move just a couple of laps ago and now is settled in right behind the uh, Kurt Busch machine. They're all into turn number three. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Newman leads that pass. He's got Jimmy Johnson on his heels looking for an opportunity. Here goes Johnson going to the inside of the track, trying to draw even with Ryan Newman, and he will. Across the line, Jimmy Johnson takes the second spot, but Newman pulls back even alongside as they go to turn one. We'll see if Ryan Newman is very comfortable in that middle groove. He has been in previous laps. He is wheel-to-wheel for the second spot with Jimmy Johnson. All the way around turns one and two. Johnson keeps it low. Newman keeps it high. They are still door-to-door headed to turn three. Kurt Busch with a great view of that battle. He's right behind those and now will drop down behind Jimmy Johnson as Johnson runs down to the inside of the racetrack. Tony Stewart will pull up alongside Kurt Busch, a four-car battle for second in the corners. Jimmy Johnson leading the charge down on that inside lane. Ryan Newman running the outside. Now Kurt Busch drops low. He's going to make it a three-wide sprint to the start-finish line. Ryan Newman, for the moment, will fend off those charges. He continues to run in the second spot. A full 1.6 seconds now behind the leader, Dale Jarrett. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale. Right now, get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Sylvania bulbs for your headlights. Plus, earn double O-Rewards points. Visit your professional parts people today at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
at the California Speedway, 15 laps into the Napa Auto Parts 500. Dave Moody along with Joe Moore, Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti down on what has been a very busy pit road here in the early stages couple of this of guys, race. A couple of guys having problems already. Ken Schrader has taken his car to the garage. Bobby Labonte still sits on pit road with a hood up on the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. Let's go back to Tony Rizzuti. Yeah, they've got about four or five replacement belts. They're underneath there. They can't seem to get one that uh, fit, but obviously not what Bobby Labonte wanted coming into this race. We've already seen three lead changes among three drivers. It was Ryan Newman starting on the bud pole. On the very first lap, Kurt Busch came by, took the top spot. Then it was Newman taking over again on lap two. Dale Jarrett took over on lap number three. And here at lap 16, it's still DJ now leading by nearly a full second. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. DJ leads the way. Michael Waltrip is second. Tony Stewart third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Kurt Busch is fifth. Sixth is Rusty Wallace. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth, Jeremy Mayfield. Ninth, Ricky Craven. And tenth is Ryan Newman. Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs in 11th. Sterling Marlin 12th. John Andretti is 13th. Joe Nemechek 14th. Kevin Harvick is 15th. Matt Kenseth is 16th. 17th is Jerry Nadeau. 18th, Ward Burton. 19th is Kyle Petty. And 20th is Ricky Rudd. 21st is Mark Martin. Johnny Benson, 22nd. 23rd, Greg Biffle. 24th to Jeff Green. Bill Elliott is 25th. 26th is Dave Blaney. Jimmy Spencer shows 27th. 28th is Terry Labonte. Jeff Burton, 29th. Steve Grissom in 30th. 31st is Steve Park. Elliott Sadler, 32nd. 33rd to Hutch Strickland. Brett Bodine, 34th. 35th is Mike Skinner. 36th is Robbie Gordon. Stacy Compton, 37th. 38th is Bobby Hamilton. 39th to Rick Mast. Casey Atwood is 40th. 41st, Shauna Robinson. Bobby Labonte, who remains on pit road. He is 42nd. Kenny Schrader behind the wall in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The zone is now the battle for the lead. It works off turn two and down the long back straightaway. It is Michael Waltrip who went right around the outside of Dale Jarrett. He's leaving him behind. Headed to turn three. It took Michael Waltrip about six laps to do so, but on the outside of the racetrack, he kept making Trouble in turn four. The caution flag is out for a car spinning down in turn number four. It is the first caution of the day. Shauna Robinson has slapped the outside retaining wall. There is some fire on the left rear corner of the BAM Dodge. Robinson now trying to refire the machine, does and has it back underway. The flames have extinguished moderate damage at the very least on the right rear corner of that Dodge for Shauna Robinson. So the first caution flag of the day comes out as it uh, apparently was a one-car incident there in turn four. Shauna Robinson turned her machine around, hit the outside retaining wall, and the field slows just after Michael Waltrip had taken over the top spot, becoming the fourth different leader of today's Napa Auto Parts 500. Michael Waltrip inherits the lead now with a strong outside move. And, Joe, we've seen a lot of that here in the early going. That high lane, certainly workable. Most of the lead changes we've seen here in the opening 19 laps have happened up in that high lane. Seemed like yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race, the Auto Club 300, the guys who could work the outside lane were the fast ones, but not everybody could get up there and move in that outside groove. Again, it's Michael Waltrip, Tony Stewart, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, and Kurt Busch, the top five under caution at lap 19. Now let's get a NASCAR Tech Car Care tip from Ray Evernham, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm Ray Evernham with today's NASCAR Tech Tip. It's been said that people who live in very small towns don't have to use their turn signals. Everybody in town already knows where everybody else is going, but for the rest of us, and for small town folks too, automotive lighting is vital. 
It's our only means of communication with other motorists. Without blinkers, how would we say, I'm turning left now? Without flashers, how would anyone know if we had a problem? According to the Car Care Council, over 25% of the vehicles inspected during National Car Care Month vehicle check lanes failed due to lighting discrepancies. Inoperative brake lights were a big offender. That's a troublesome statistic, considering that the brake light is the only way a motorist has to communicate the need to slow down or stop. The best way to avoid this kind of a dangerous situation is to perform a monthly lighting check. Simply do a walk-around inspection of your exterior lights. Make sure both the high and low beams are working on your headlights. Get a friend to help with the brake lights and blinkers. And don't forget the interior lights. These can be vital as well. I'm Ray Evernham for NASCAR Tech. NASCAR knows, now you know. For more auto maintenance tips, log on www.carcarecouncil.org. Under the caution flag, the first round of pit stops underway. Let's go to Jim Phillips. And the Bud Pole winner, Joe, was in. Ryan Newman, his car has been loose. That's the reason he fell back. Jimmy Johnson was in. Michael Waltrip, Jerry Nadeau, Elliot Sadler, Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Johnny Benson. Also in Jeff Gordon down here, along with Jeff Green and Dale Jarrett. Now to Winston Kelly. All right, Jim, pretty much routine, the midsection of pit road. Some chassis adjustments, some guys with just about 17 laps on the scoreboard under green flag conditions, not deciding to make a change. Rusty Wallace led all the drivers out of the pit road here on the midsection of pit road. He was followed out by Kevin Harvick, both of them having excellent pit stops. John Andretti lowering the track bar just a bit. He's a little bit loose. Mark Martin, Bobby Hamilton, Kyle Petty all on pit road along with Steve Park, Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch, and Casey Atwood had some problems on the right side, so he lost a ton of track position after starting in 12th, a very problemsome pit stop for his machine. Now down to Tony Rizzuti. Most of the cars down on the turn four into the track were loose, including Joe Nemechek. Sterling Marlin was in. He's made the biggest gain of anybody on this end. Says the car's very good. They changed four tires and got fuel. Also in Ward Burton, Greg Biffle, Dave Blaney, Brett Bodine was in, Hutch Strickland in, Jeff Burton, Steve Grissom, Ricky Rudd, Robbie Gordon, Bill Elliott, Rick Mass, Terry Labonte, and Mike Skinner. The only person that stayed out, Stacy Compton, and he's now listed as the leader. Well, Compton foregoes the first round of pit stops in an effort to get himself some track position. First pit stop of the day, not a good one for the Greg Biffle team. They'll be posted back to pit road. Apparently the fuel catch can got stuck in the outlet. He'll have to come back in and pay a penalty for that infraction. A couple more laps under the caution before we get back under the green flag. It's now Stacy Compton leading. Jimmy Johnson second. Rusty Wallace third. Ricky Craven fourth. And Kevin Harvick up to fifth. Green flag waving again here at the California Speedway as Jimmy Johnson leads the field up into turn one. It is Jimmy Johnson showing the way with Bobby Labonte in the second spot. Rusty Wallace making it a very close third. Ricky Craven is in fourth. However, he goes a little bit high. Kevin Harvick looks to his inside, trying to steal away the fourth position from Craven. Out on the outside, Bobby Labonte trying to get one of his laps back as he had a little problem earlier. It's Jimmy Johnson and then the lapped car of Bobby Labonte before Rusty Wallace, Ricky Craven, and Kevin Harvick. Craven working hard in that outside lane and making some great ground. Picked up six or eight spots on the pit stop series by taking on only two tires. And now he's got uh, an eye on the lead. He surges around the lapped car of Bobby Labonte right onto the rear deck of Jimmy Johnson now. Ricky Craven on the march in turn one. He is all over the rear deck of Jimmy Johnson. 
Johnson tries to hug it down low. Now his Chevy washes up just a little bit. Ricky Craven prefers that higher groove. Rusty Wallace sneaks down to the inside. He's challenging Ricky Craven for the second spot. Rusty down on the bottom and Ricky Craven out on the outside. Those two Fords will battle. Ricky Craven has been using the outside line in three and four. Jimmy Johnson down on the bottom of the racetrack and Ricky Craven up high. Craven wants to challenge to the lead. Craven looks to the outside lane for a chance to come up and take the top spot from Jimmy Johnson. Meanwhile, the front five or six cars steamed by Bobby Labonte, who is now seven laps down. Jimmy Johnson leads across the stripe. Ricky Craven is second. Race is now for third as they head to turn one. It's Pontiac versus Ford for that third position. Tony Stewart down low in the Home Depot Pontiac gets the brief advantage over Rusty Wallace in the Miller Lite Ford. Wallace flies a little bit high. Michael Waltrip joining this mix. So too is Kirk Bush. They're headed to turn three. Michael Waltrip gets around the lapped car of Bobby Labonte and Labonte will fall back in line. Up front, Jimmy Johnson has increased his lead to about 10 car lengths. The battle's off for second. Stewart down on the bottom and Craven up top. Tony Stewart hugging the white line at the bottom of the speedway, trying to dig a hole underneath Ricky Craven. But Craven, though, with the momentum in that outside lane, will hold him off at the start-finish line. So Craven second, Tony Stewart third, Rusty Wallace now running in fourth, feeling the heat from Michael Waltrip to one. He, Rusty Wallace takes a brief look into his rearview mirror as he goes into turn one. Michael Waltrip hugs it down low. Now, this is uh, atypical of Waltrip. He was riding that higher groove in the area of lap. He will go side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel, and Rusty Wallace back down the back straightaway. Michael Waltrip looking for a little help from Kurt Busch back there. He won't get it. They'll have to fall back in line behind Rusty Wallace. Wallace way down. Two tires on the white line. Waltrip will follow in his tire track. Now here's the race for the second spot. Tony Stewart on the move, diving underneath Ricky Craven. They go at it off turn number four while everyone else falls back in line. Single file. Advantage Craven at the line. Tony Stewart now looks to see whether he can pull back down low and challenge again in turn one. Tony Stewart beats Ricky Craven into the corner. Craven backs off just a little bit. So give the second spot to Tony Stewart as Craven tries to counterattack way, way high outside. Getting within a foot of the wall. Craven still holds on to the third position. Well, Tony Stewart's been strong all day and now he's going to have to try to chase down your race leader in the low Chevrolet. It's Jimmy Johnson. 15 car lengths. Tony Stewart's going to try a little bit higher line through three and four this time. Now Stewart now with the second position, but he's got some work to do to try and run down the leader as Jimmy Johnson continues to run alone at the front of the pack. Let's go to the garage area now. Tony Rizzuti. We've caught up with Shauna Robinson. Heavy damage to the uh, right side of the car. Did you have any warning that the car might get away? Yeah, about every lap before that. <laughs> no, actually, the first five, six laps, it was fine. Felt like it was going to be pretty good. And as soon as the heat built up in the tires and it, tire pressure came up, it just didn't stay with me. It just felt like ice. And I told him I... I I'm trying, but I, I can't even drive it through the corners at all. Everybody was struggling a little, but it just got worse, and then I just had no control. So the crew going to work on the car. They still haven't made a decision whether they're going to try to get it back out on the track or not. Shawnee just says, no, they're done for the day. So Shauna Robinson, the first out here this afternoon. Shauna Robinson back there in the Winston Cup garage. Also Ken Schrader with early race problems. Uh, he only ran four laps here this afternoon. We told you about Bobby Labonte's troubles. He is some seven laps down. Now under that pit stop when the first caution flag came out for Shauna's crash, some of the teams decided to just go with two tires. And that, of course, has affected the track position. Let's take a little survey and see what some of the guys did. Jim Phillips? Well, Jimmy Johnson did, Joe, uh, down on this end of the pit lane. Uh, Tony Stewart's uh, crew had a great pit stop. He took four. Uh, there was two pit stops for Ryan Newman. They tried. They were going to do the two-tire stop, but 
they didn't get enough fuel in the car on the first round, so he had to come back in. So he had to make two pit stops, and that put him at the back of the field. Some different variations down here on this end. What about some of the guys in your area, Winston Kelly? Well, the guys that went out first were Rusty Wallace and uh, Kevin Harvick, along with Ricky Craven. All three of those teams got two tires on their machine, so they did get good track position and pretty much holding their own right now. We mentioned that Casey Atwood had a little bit of a problem on his first stop. They had, uh, they've got an exhaust that's rattling, so they were up underneath the right side of the car trying to determine exactly what it was, brought him back down pit road the next time around and made a wedge adjustment on his car. So Casey Atwood still with a bit of a problem on his machine after starting that brand-new car in 12th position. Tony Rizzuti, Dave Blaney made up a lot of ground on that pit stop, a two-tire change for that team as well. Well, we kind of missed that one because of what was going on with Shauna. The, the funny thing that happened down on my end of pit road was Stacy Compton. They had been fighting an electrical problem early on in the race. Stacy had to switch over to the second box. They were very loose. They've got a celebrity crew chief this week, Vanna White. Vanna said, well, why don't we lead a lap? Wouldn't that be fun since we have to make all these changes anyway? That's exactly what they did. They got their five points, came back in and made the adjustments. Be on the next pit stop, they can buy a vowel. <laughs> I bet that would work. Jimmy Johnson is the race leader by one and a half seconds over Tony Stewart, the second place guy. He finally got rid of Ricky Craven. Craven now under attack from Rusty Wallace, who's trying to move to the inside of him. Kurt Busch is also in that pack as they head down to the line. We've completed 31 of 250 laps, making up the Napa 500. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. At the California Speedway, Jimmy Johnson comes down to the line, completing lap number 36 of the 250 that make up the total distance in the Napa Auto Parts 500. His lead now 1.3 seconds over Tony Stewart. He's got about a second over Rusty Wallace, the new third-place man. Kurt Busch is fourth. Fifth is Ricky Craven. Sixth now, Dale Jarrett. Michael Waltrip is seventh. Dave Blaney only made a two-tire stop, as we kind of speculated there. He's running the eighth position. Sterling Marlin ninth. And Jeff Gordon is 10th. I don't guess you would think it's unusual, Dave uh, Moody, the fact that uh, some of these guys are playing uh, some pit road roulette down there early in this race today, taking on two tires, uh, coming in for extra splashes of gas because of the history of this race. Well, we have seen over the years, Joe, that you don't necessarily need four tires to run at the front or even to pass cars. So if you started back in the 20th or 30th uh, position, somewhere in that area, take a couple of tires instead of four, you can gain half of that and then race for the other half couple of guys who are not doing that well here today. Casey Atwood, he's struggling near the rear of the pack. He's back in the 39th position. Elliot Sadler had an extended stay on pit road. He came out in the 36th spot, has not picked up any ground since that time. 
Leaders continue to circulate around this California Speedway. Jimmy Johnson continues to pull away. And I guess the closest racing is just about uh, back at about the 18th position, a three-way battle, which is heading now to turn three. John Andretti down on the bottom. They'll split. He will split Ward uh, Burton with Kevin Harvick. So Andretti will pick up that position. Burton and Harvick still side by side. John Andretti takes over the number 17 position. Ward Burton try to put the squeeze on Kevin Harvick as Harvick makes some advances in the outside lane. Now diving down low, another opportunity. And Jeremy Mayfield will take it three wide to the bottom. He looks to make a move. This is about a five-car mix as Jeremy Mayfield leads it into turn one. It'll be Ward Burton behind him, but up high. Jerry Hayden's with a couple of tires on the wide line. Right behind him is Jimmy Spencer, Kevin Harvick, and Mark Martin. Six-car fight, and they go out in a single file down the back stretch. They'll stay single file as they work their way down the 2,500-foot back stretch. Usually somebody steps out of line. Kevin Harvick almost did. He'll fall back in line. Out of the outside, it's going to be Jerry Nadeau. He'll open the door for Jimmy Spencer. But 15 cars have settled down. The good racing is from the 16th position position on back. Jeremy Mayfield leads that pack up off turn four, back to the start-finish line. He's broken away somewhat. Now Ward Burton as well, the 17th place car. The race is now for the 18th position in turn one. Coming into turn one is Jerry Nadeau and Jimmy Spencer. They are door-to-door all the way around turns one and two. Spencer showing the good handling down at the bottom. Nadeau trying to make it work up top. But Spencer shuts the door and shuts it a little bit early. Close moment there between Spencer and Jerry Nadeau. They're off of turn two. Nadeau will tuck his bumper right behind the target car of Jimmy Spencer. Spencer down on the bottom of the racetrack. Jerry Nadeau up about one and a half rooms and now gets down onto the bottom of the racetrack, but he's about three car lengths behind Jimmy Spencer. Well, Jimmy Spencer wins that battle, at least for the moment, a bit closer to the front. The third place tussle has warmed up again. Rusty Wallace continues to run in third, but he's got some company on his back bumper. Kurt Busch looking to the inside off turn number two, midway down the back straightaway there, side by side. Kurt Busch on the inside and Rusty Wallace on the outside. Those two running about five car lengths behind Tony Stewart who runs in second. Kurt Busch about a half a car length lead over Rusty Wallace, but Rusty fights back on the outside. A little further back, the race for the eighth position is heating up. Sterling Marlin, who started 25th today, is about to overtake Dave Blaney, who made that two-tire stop. Again, this is a race for the eighth position. Here comes Marlin now, diving to the inside of the track on the front straightaway, trying to pull even with Dave Blaney, but Dan Hubbard not able to do it yet. Well, Sterling Marlin does back off just a little bit, about a half car length off the rear deck of David Blaney. He's having a pretty good run today. Meanwhile, that battle for second heats up again. This time it's Rusty Wallace to the inside of Kurt Busch as they make their way to turn three. And Kurt Busch shuts the door there and leads by about three car lengths. Fourth position now goes down to uh, Ricky Craven. Then Dale Jarrett rounding out that field. Michael Waltrip running all by himself. And then the Sterling Marlin car you were talking about moments ago. That Kurt Busch-Rusty Wallace battle, a good indication of what we talked about in pre-race, Joe. The, the youth against the veterans. Rusty Wallace cautiously aggressive right now. If uh, Bush gets a little wide going into the corners, drives it in a little bit too deep and opens the door, Rusty's more than happy to stick a toe in there and try and make it underneath Kurt Busch. But if the opportunity isn't there, the old veteran is not about to abuse his car early on. He wants to save the car. He wants to win in the worst kind of way because his last win came last year in this event. He's had a couple of close calls towards the end of last year in the first part of this season. Things just continue to go wrong for Rusty Wallace. And yeah, he's hungry to go back to the winner's circle. Of course, Rusty's got quite a streak going. He's won a race in the last 16 consecutive seasons. He's the only man among the top five in points right now not to have won a race yet, but the way he's been running this year and the consistency that that team has had, it can't be long before they put the Miller Lite Ford in victory lane. He's running now in the fourth position, starting to heat up just behind him now. The 
the race for fifth up in turn one. That would be Ricky Craven is up high with Dale Jarrett down low. I don't know if Dale Jarrett... Oh, Craven shot about two or three feet to the right. He caught it, but he's still racing Dale Jarrett for fifth. Boy, that was a close moment. It's getting slick up here in turns one and two. Ricky Craven keeps the, ball, the car on the outside. And Dale Jarrett will fall right back in line, right behind him. So that battle goes away momentarily. And now we'll heat up again as Craven goes high in turn three. Kurt Busch diving to the inside on Tony Stewart now as they'll go to the war go to war for the runner-up position. It is Bush down low in the Ford. Stewart topside in the Pontiac. Tony Stewart with the momentum will win the drag race to the start-finish line, but it's not over yet in one. Stewart had been riding by himself comfortably in the second spot. Now Kurt Busch knocks on the door. Kurt Busch keeping his Ford down low, trying to throw off the pass as he comes off. He will be able to, and he makes a stick. Gets second spot to Kurt Busch. Tony Stewart down to third. Busch will let his car slide to the outside retaining wall right in front of Tony Stewart about four car lengths in front of Rusty Wallace. Ricky Craven is still there as is Dale Jarrett. Jarrett down on the bottom of the racetrack and Craven continues to run that high line. Early in the running of the Napa Auto Parts 544 of 250 laps complete. Jimmy Johnson's lead is now two seconds. Today's broadcast of the Napa Auto Parts 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Ray Bestis, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By Tanactin, tackle athletes' foot with tough Acton Tanactin. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. And by Budweiser, with the crisp, clean, refreshing taste you'll find in no other beer. This Bud's for you. In sunny Southern California, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series today running at the California Speedway. The Napa Auto Parts 500. Six lead changes among six drivers already in the event. Only one caution flag that came out on lap 18, but Shauna Robinson in a single car incident hit the wall. She's out of the race along with Ken Schrader who had a problem. Bobby Labonte, number of laps down. Everybody else still running on the lead lap. Jimmy Johnson so strong right now. 2.2 seconds. His lead over Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart, and Ricky Craven that is the top five. Michael Waltrip was a player early on today. He challenged for the lead for a while, actually led a couple of laps. Let's check in at his pit area with Jim Phillips. Let's talk to his crew chief, uh, Richard Slugger Labby, and see what the uh, plan is now. As right now, you try to settle in and see what your car's got. Yeah, the car's got a little bit tighter back there in that dirty air, but we made a little bit of an air pressure adjustment, and we kind of went not enough, so we'll, uh, we'll adjust a little bit here. See a lot of two-tire stops today. I, I don't think so because our left front's a tire that's wearing out the, the worst with the soft springs and everything, so I don't foresee it. That's uh, Richard Slugger Lamy, the crew chief of Michael Walter. Uh, Joe said he was a player early. He's uh, now slotted in the eighth position. Now, Kevin Harvick has not had much of an afternoon, and it seems to be getting worse. He did not have a good time trial effort, qualified 21st fastest this afternoon, and he now is backsliding in a big hurry. He is running 36, has lost a couple of spots in the last two laps. Winston Kelly, what's the story from that pit? Well, Dave, they took on two tires with his crew chief, Kevin Hamlin. Kevin, you took on the two tires. Is that what's causing him to fall back, or is there something else wrong with the car? Uh, we were a little loose before that. We made some adjustments. I thought that was going to take care of it, but we're way looser than uh, what I thought we were, apparently. We're going to have to uh, see if we can't get this Jim Gooder and service car back up towards the front end next stop. Ask Kevin Hamlin. They were loose before that stop. Now they're more loose, and the, coupled with the fact that they only got two tires, they've fallen back to the 36th position after coming back out in the top five. But if they can just hold on, stay on the lead lap, they get a caution flag, make the adjustments, they should be all right. 
One of the quick movers in the early stages of the race is Bill Elliott, who started near the rear of the field. He's worked his way up to the 12th spot. Tony Rizzuti is in his pit. Joey started 39th, and unlike some of the other cars down here that have moved up that took two tires, you took four. You must really have a rocket ship. Well, we think we have a pretty good car today. We practiced well in happy hour. You know, saw what two tires didn't practice yesterday. Didn't feel like that was the way to go. Feel like it's going to be a four-tire day. So we opted to put four tires on that Dodge Steeler. He's going to the front right now. We hope it stays that way. Bill complaining right now that the car's just a little bit tight off the corner. They're telling him just try to find some clean air and you'll be fine. Bill Elliott up to 12th now challenging for 11th. He'll have that spot before long. Very smooth, methodical drive here in your early going for Bill Elliott. Let's pick up a race on the back straightaway now going on for the fourth position. Dale Jarrett and Tony Stewart are dead even. Dale Jarrett's been on the move the last about four laps, Joe Moore, and he is in the inside of Tony Stewart right now. The Ford and the Pontiac continue to battle side by side, but Jarrett's just a bit quicker. That's the battle for fourth and fifth position right now, and it's going to become a three-man dance here momentarily as Ricky Craven has got the tied Ford right on the back bumper of Tony Stewart's Pontiac. As they come to the start-finish line, it's Jarrett by a nose for fourth, Tony Stewart fifth, Ricky Craven sixth to turn one. It's interesting to watch these three drivers. Normally they enter the corner single file, but as soon as they hit it, they all fan out and choose their own individual line. Right now, this fight for fourth is real to real still as they come off the turn two. Tony Stewart, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven right there in the mix. Yeah, Dale Jarrett still on the bottom of the racetrack, and Tony Stewart still on the outside, now getting a little bit of help from Ricky Craven. Craven trying to give him that big push to move him by the UPS Ford. Tony Stewart by one car length. Stewart still working the outside lane. It's working for him. Also for Ricky Craven, who follows his tire tracks off turn four. DJ on the inside of the track wanting to come up a little bit, but Tony Stewart occupies that lane. And race continues. Still side by side. It's been going on for three laps now. Here they come back into turn one. It's Dale Jarrett down low. Tony Stewart tries to carry a lot of momentum into the corner, so for the moment he has the fourth place position. How how long can he hang on to it? Here comes Dale Jarrett down to the bottom of the racetrack. Coming back there still door-to-door off the corner. And throw in Sterling Marlin into that mix as he's trying to make it a four-car battle for that position. Dale Jarrett still down on the bottom of the racetrack. He and Tony Stewart now working their third lap in a row side-by-side. Side. Stewart still getting a little help from Ricky Craven. Craven goes now even higher. That is, for all intents and purposes, a three-wide battle for the moment. Craven now will fall back in behind Tony Stewart as they race down to the line. Once again, Dale Jarrett wins that battle for fourth place. 56 laps complete in the Napa 500 in California. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to California Speedway. 59 laps complete out of the 250 that will make up the Napa Auto Parts 500 this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson continues to show the way. 
over Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, and Sterling Marlin. Tony Stewart right now rides in sixth. Seventh is Ricky Craven. Michael Waltrip is eighth. Jeff Gordon has made his way to ninth. And Dave Blaney now cracks the Jasper engines and transmissions forward into the top ten. Here from our uh, pit reporters a few moments ago, the fact that we should see some pit stops coming up the next five to ten laps. A couple of guys coming in now. Greg Biffle is in, making a stop here on lap number 59. Also, Rick Mast comes in at the far end of pit lane to make his stop for service here a little bit on the early side of when everyone else should be coming in once again. Jimmy Johnson's lead, 2.2 seconds. It's about what it's been for the last 10 laps or so. It's stabilized somewhat. One of the movers in the top 10, Jeff Gordon, finally got by Dave Blaney. Bill Elliott has also moved up. Gordon has taken the ninth position, and Bill Elliott has taken the 10th spot, and Sterling Marlin has also broken into the top five. Matter of fact, before pit stops, let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard and show you where they're running before they come in and mix it all up once again. Jimmy Johnson leads. Kurt Busch is second. Rusty Wallace runs in third. Fourth now, Sterling Marlin. And fifth is Dale Jarrett. In sixth is Tony Stewart. Seventh is Ricky Craven. Eighth is Michael Waltrip. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And tenth is Bill Elliott. Dave Blaney runs 11th. Ricky Rudd is 12th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 13th. John Andretti is 14th. And Matt Kenseth runs in 15th. 16th is Mark Martin. 17th, Jeremy Mayfield. Ryan Newman runs 18th. Jeff Green is 19th. Jimmy Spencer's up to 20th. 21st right now is Kyle Petty. Hut Strickland 22nd. 23rd to Terry Labonte. Ward Burton is 24th. Jeff Burton in 25th. Stacy Compton shows 26th. 27th is Joe Nemechek. Jerry Nadeau 28th. 29th, Steve Park. And Mike Skinner is 30th. 31st to Steve Grissom. Brett Bodine is 32nd. Kevin Harvick 33rd. 34th to Johnny Benson. Elliot Sadler 35th. 36th is Casey Atwood, 37th Bobby Hamilton, Robbie Gordon 38th, Greg Biffle 39th, Rick Mast is 40th, 41st to Bobby Labonte who is now seven laps down to the field after problems early, Shauna Robinson behind the wall in 42nd, Kenny Schrader who completed just four laps this afternoon being shown in 43rd, that's the AutoZone leaderboard, get in the zone, AutoZone. Spider-Man has made his stop already, Robbie Gordon came in carrying the uh, Spider-Man logo here this weekend and a a photo of Spider-Man on the singular wireless Chevrolet. He made his stop on lap number 62. We're standing by. Matter of fact, here comes another one of the machines dropping off the banking of turn number four. Elliot Sadler will come in and get service on his machine here on lap number 63. Sterling Marlin continues to close in. He started back a little ways, picking up more and more steam as we go along. You know, those guys are looking for an opportunity to make a stop real soon, and a few others out there struggling with their cars at this stage of the race. Joe, this may not be a scheduled stop for Elliot Sadler. There is smoke off the back end of that Ford, and he may have a problem with the left rear tire. He pulls into his pit stall in front of Jim Phillips. Well, that's a good observation, Dave Moody, because he does have the left rear tire flat, but he's had a ton of handling problems. The quote the driver a while ago, we said the car is loose as hell. Then they made an adjustment on the track bar just a while ago, but he's lucky that this is going to be close to pit stop sequence, so it won't hurt him all that bad. Indeed, uh, probably two or three, maybe four laps earlier than he would have come in otherwise. So Elliott Sadler will get that uh, new left rear tire installed, and he'll be back out onto the speedway. And hopefully he can get right back into the cycle with everybody else. Field continues to circulate here, still waiting to see when some of the leaders will come off the pit, uh, off the racetrack, that is, onto the pit lane and make their stops. Here's Dale Jarrett crossing the start-finish line as he looks back, now putting a lap on Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton not having a very good day here in the Snyder Electric Machine, going down a lap early 
in the uh, early stages of this race. Also other cars uh, coming off the corner. Here comes John Andretti, the Cheerios Dodge. He'll come in and make his stop at lap number 65, a little bit earlier than some of the other machines. Let's follow Andretti's stop now as he comes down the pit lane and pulls into his pit box. And their crew's going to go to work on the right side of his machine. John Andretti's been just a little bit loose. They're going to change the right side tires first. Archie Kennedy now dropping the jack, wheeling around to the left side of the car. Chris Garner and Joe Zanelli changing the left side tires now. Second can of 76 fuel going in as the pit board going out as John Andretti pulls away. The pit board out for Kevin Harvey. Working on the right side of the car. Now they're going to wheel around to the left side. It's going to be a four-tire stop. They, too, have been extremely loose. Here comes Casey Atwood bringing his Dodge down. They're going to unhook the track bar and pull a couple of rubbers out of the machine as they've been extremely loose as Kevin Harvick is down and away. Now cars in front of Jim Phillips. We've got uh, Jimmy Johnson in down here. Weston are changing four tires on his machine. Also in is Tony Stewart. Four tires stop for Tony Stewart. He said his car would not, did not want to turn like he wanted it to, meaning it was tight. Just down and away, 14-9 on his stop. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is right behind him. The lap count is 67 with Jerry Nadeau pulling into his pit. Let's go down to Tony Rizzuti. More cars pitting at his end of pit road. Mike Skinner in. Four tires for him. Also four tires for Joe Nemechek. Four for Stacy Compton. Here comes Ricky Rudd. He hits the march. The crew go around to the right side. Two pumps of the jack and right side tires are in. First can of 76 racing fuel in for Ricky Rudd. He's had a good run up in the 12th position most of the day. Four tires for him as more cars head towards Jim Phillips. And Jeff Gordon is in right now, Tony. And here comes Jeremy Mayfield sliding into his pit. Right side tires going to the machine. Dale Jarrett is leaving his pit, and I think Rusty Wallace pitted in front of Winston Kelly. He did. He got four tires in fuel. Same thing for the Ricky Craven car. Four tires in 76 racing fuel. Both of those machines, good pit stops. Under 15 seconds for Ricky Craven. It's going to be a chassis adjustment for Steve Park on his Chevrolet. The crew working on the left side of his car right now as Jimmy Spencer's target Dodge pulls away. He, too, with four tires in gasoline. Kurt Busch has inherited the lead after this round of pit stops. Busch has not yet come to pit road. We expect him to do so momentarily. Still more cars coming for service. Kyle Petty coming in. Jeff Green is on pit road as well. Michael Waltrip, who had been running second to Kurt Busch, decides now would be a good time to bring the Napa Chevrolet to the attention of his crew. So green flag pit stops underway here around lap number 69. Still Kurt Busch shows the way. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio live today at the California Speedway, bringing you coverage of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Joe Moore and Dave Moody bringing you coverage from the tower. Along the pit lane, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti, Dan Hubbard, and Paul Bartholomew covering the action for us in the turns today. Seven lead changes among six different drivers. Right now, another lead change as Kurt Busch gives up the top spot, hits the pit lane, and comes in to make his stop in lap number 70. Let's get the report. Here comes Kurt Busch to the attention of his crew. He has to bob right around the front of his teammates, Mark Martin, as Martin was completing a four-tire stop, but Martin giving him plenty of room, and Busch sweeps around in front of him. Now the crew working on the left side of the car. The Rubbermaid team, Andy Thurman and Mark Red, changing the tires on the left side. Scott Fidel thrusts it down from the jack, and he pulls away. 16 seconds flat, a four-tire stop for the Ford. He surrenders the lead momentarily to Matt Kenseth, but Kenseth won't keep it long. He heads on to pit road as green flag pit stops continue with 70 laps complete in the Napa Auto Parts 500. 
Kurt Busch continues to show the way here at California Speedway with a 10-second lead now over Dale Jarrett. He's beating him on the racetrack. He's beating him in the pits. A huge lead right now for Kurt Busch. Jarrett rides in second. Sterling Marlin is third. Jimmy Johnson is fourth. And Tony Stewart rides fifth. Rest of the top ten right now. Rusty Wallace runs in the sixth position. Bill Elliott is seventh. Michael Waltrip eighth. Ricky Craven ninth. And tenth is Jeff Gordon. One of the biggest fans for Michael Waltrip who drives a Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet is Steve Hanshue, who's the president of Napa Auto Parts, the sponsor of today's race, and of Michael Waltrip's car. He's doing a great job for you today. Yes, he is, uh, Joe. He's been on a bit of a roll here in the last couple of weeks. He had a 13, and then he was second last week at Talladega. Running strong today, but old Kurt Busch seems to be running away with it, stretching out pretty wide at this point. It's still early in the race, just uh, shy of the halfway point. you got to be mighty pleased to look out over this crowd and see a sold-out house here today watching and enjoying this Napa Auto Parts 500. Joe, it's such a great venue for a race. Uh, it really is, and the race fans in Southern California are great people. I've been in the area for a few days on business and was concerned about weather, but what a gorgeous day it's been, and the race fans seem to be having a great time. We have 2,400 of our own people here and tens of thousands of Napa customers, so uh, we think they're having a good time. We're delighted to be here as the sponsor. Napa's involvement with Dale Earnhardt Incorporated and with this race, relatively new, but Napa's been involved in racing for a long, long time. Well, we have, Dave. Uh, we were actually involved in some races in uh, back in the mid-'70s. In fact, we've, we sponsored the race here in Riverside back in the mid-'70s. Got back in uh, in 1995 sponsoring the race in Atlanta. Then we uh, went into business with uh, Mr. Earnhardt with uh, the Crestman Truck Series, from there to the Bush, and then into Winston Cup. So it's been an awfully good thing for us. This year we've got the Cup team. We've got a, we've got a team in the Truck Series as well, the Winston West Series, and two Winston Cup races. So we're pretty, uh, pretty deeply embedded in NASCAR at this point. I think everybody knows about Napa Auto Parts, without a doubt. Steve, thanks for stopping by. Good luck to you today with uh, Michael Walter for the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. And, again, thanks for your support of NASCAR Winston Cup Racing and us here at MRN. Joe and Dave, thank you. Thank you. Steve Hanshu, the president of Napa Auto Parts, the sponsors of today's event, which Kurt Busch now leads by 10 seconds over Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, Jimmy Johnson, and Tony Stewart at the halfway mark. Tony Stewart came down the pit lane so fast that NASCAR called him in for a pass-through. He came down the pit road at pit road speed, now pulls back onto the racetrack, but he has lost three laps. Jim Phillips, what was the problem on the Home Depot Pontiac? The throttle linkage, Joe, uh, the broken. They took some uh, plastic tie wraps, put it back in place, uh, hoping to last uh, the rest of this race. But it's, uh, it's definitely a throttle linkage problem for Tony Stewart. He was among the top five for most of the race up till now, and now he's back in 37th. Best race on the track right now is the battle for 7th, 8th, and ninth positions. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Michael Waltrip have been mixing it up over the last five or six laps. They're midway on the back straightaway, heading for three. Yeah, Jeff Gordon will lead that pack of cars down the back straightaway and into turn number three. He's got Ricky Craven going to run down on the bottom of the racetrack while Jeff Gordon continues to run up high. Michael Waltrip behind them. Racing from 7th on back now as they come off turn number four. Jeff Gordon has the 7th position. Ricky Craven about a car length behind him in the 8th spot. Then Michael Michael Waltrip, who runs in ninth. It's interesting to see, Joe, how drivers adapt their line as the race goes on. Early on in this thing, Ricky Craven was glued right up in that outside uh, groove up next to the wall. Jeff Gordon was hugging the bottom. Now, at least at uh, the left end of the speedway, turns three and four. It's Craven on the bottom, Gordon up high. So they've had to tinker a little bit to find somewhere where that car will free up and run fast. But Ricky Craven took him back to the high side going down into turns one and two. So he's found that the car handles a little better low in turns three and four and high in turns one and two, and that's what this place is all about, is finding out where the car 
runs at its very best. Again, watching the seventh place battle, Ricky Craven trying to get back up alongside the car of Jeff Gordon. Gordon about a car length in front of him. There is several slower cars just ahead. Cars not on the lead lap. Let's follow that one back to turn one. Let's give Ricky Craven some credit because Jeff Gordon dusted him off through turns one and two about five laps ago, but Gordon has not been able to shake Ricky Craven off. There are some machines in front of Gordon. We're talking about Bill Elliott and Brett Lodine, and Gordon will have to encounter them in just a couple laps. He makes his way down the back track. Jeff Gordon will run into Brett Bodine uh, first, not run into him, but will catch Brett Bodine first. Bodine all the way down on the bottom of the racetrack, and Jeff Gordon continues to run the high line. Ricky Craven still way down on the bottom of the racetrack, and now pulled within about one car length of Jeff Gordon. As they struggle with the lap traffic, Ricky Rudd has decided he may want to be a piece of that battle as well. He has overhauled Michael Waltrip. Move Rudd now up to the ninth position. Waltrip to tenth. Ricky Rudd trying to close in. He's about ten car lengths behind Craven and one. Again, this is the skirmish from seventh on back. Jeff Gordon is riding in the seventh spot. Ricky Craven way up high through turns one and two. Is in the eighth position. Behind him is Ricky Rudd and then Michael Waltrip in single file down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd tries to close the gap on Ricky Craven. Can't get it done down the back straightaway this time by Craven now. Does away with the Brett Bodine machine, and he's right on the rear deck lid of Jeff Gordon. Got 116 laps to go in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Right now, 13 cars are shown on the lead lap. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 134. Kurt Busch's lead is 14 seconds. That's right, 14 seconds over Dale Jarrett. Sterling Marlin runs in third. Jimmy Johnson is fourth. Rusty Wallace is fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott, seventh Jeff Gordon, eighth is Ricky Craven, ninth is Ricky Rudd, and tenth is Michael Waltrip. Mark Martin is eleventh, twelfth is Dave Blaney, thirteenth is Jeff Green. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Fourteenth now is Matt Kenseth with John Andretti in fifteenth, Ryan Newman sixteenth, Kyle Petty is seventeenth, Terry Labonte eighteenth, Jeff Burton nineteenth, Johnny Benson is running in twentieth. Twenty-first is Joe Nemechek, Steve Park twenty-second, twenty-third to Robbie Gordon, Kevin Harvick twenty-fourth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is twenty-fifth, twenty-sixth Jerry Nadeau, twenty-seventh Greg Biffle, twenty-eighth Brett Bodine, twenty-ninth is Jimmy Spencer. In thirtieth, the Touch Strickland, Ward Burton thirty-first, thirty-second Mike Skinner, Jeremy Mayfield is thirty-third, thirty-fourth to Steve Grissom, Elliott Sadler is thirty-fifth, thirty-sixth Casey Atwood, thirty-seventh belongs to Rick Mast. Tony Stewart now being shown in 38th place. 39th is Bobby Hamilton. Bobby Labonte is 40th. Behind the wall in 41st, Stacey Compton. Shauna Robinson in 42nd. Kenny Schrader, 43rd. The AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's got to feel mighty good to you when you have a car that's hooked up as well as Kurt Busch's car is here today. Sort of like yesterday, the NASCAR Busch Series race, the Auto Club 300. How well Scott Riggs had his car hooked up in the late stages of that race. That's got to be a great feeling. Well, but here at California, Joe, you can only get so excited because it doesn't take much to take you from dominant to out to lunch or even just ordinary, but things can change very quickly at this track and it doesn't take a lot to put you right out of it. On the other hand, it's got to be very frustrating when your car is not handling right. Such a case from Ward Burton, who just lost another lap to the race leader, and now Dale Earnhardt Jr., who has the Budweiser Chevrolet on pit road. Well, it's not been a good day for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, Lap 137, changing right side tires on his car. Come around the left side, they're going to change lefts. Just, uh, his car's just been, did not want to turn all day long. Let's, let's get a word with uh, Todd Parrott, crew chief for Dale Jarrett. Todd, you, you've got a great car, but uh, Kurt Busch is 14 seconds ahead of you. Now, what can you do to turn that around? Turn the nitrous bottle on for about 10 laps. Maybe we'll get close to it now. 97 is awfully strong. And, uh, we got a good car. 
Just uh, got to keep working on it a little bit. Maybe we'll get a caution here later on and uh, bunch everything back up and uh, maybe make a race out of it. Well, they've had the uh, second-best car most all day long. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jarrett. Maybe we will have a caution. They can't bunch them back up. Dale Jarrett now riding 15 seconds behind race leader Kurt Busch. We have 112 laps to go. We are under caution for only the second time this afternoon when Ricky Craven had a problem in turn two as the field heads for pit road. Let's go back to Dan Hubbard for an update. We are commenting during the commercial, Joel, that these drivers were going higher and higher, working a higher line through turns one and two, really flirting with the wall, and that's what caught Ricky Craven. He just slid up a little bit too high, got the right side tires maybe six inches off that highest line into the gray stuff, and that's what caught him. He couldn't save it. He scraped the wall all the way from the entrance of turn two to the exit of turn two, but he has refired and made his way back to the pits. Craven and everybody else on the lead lap are on pit road. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Craven's crew going to jack the car up on the right side. They've got a lot of work to do, pulling the sheet metal off. A couple of pit stalls in front of him. Kurt Busch's crew completing work on the left side of his car. Second can of 76 fuel going in. They're going to make a track bar adjustment. They're going to lower it just a quarter, as Jim Phillips said earlier. They're going to keep very much tweaking on the car, but not making radical changes. As he pulls out just in front of Sterling Marlin and Rusty Wallace, more cars in front of Jim Phillips. And Dale Jarrett is going to beat Kurt Busch out of the pits this time. Also in down here, Jimmy Johnson in for service, Michael Waltrip in for service. We've also had uh, Jeff Gordon in for service, Jeff Green in for service, and like I mentioned, Jarrett, and he did beat Kurt Busch off out of Tony Rizzuti. Bill Elliott was in also the car of Dave Blaney in four tires for them. Sterling Marlin had what looked to be the best pit stop. Going to check and see if they took four or two tires. Also in on this end of pit road was uh, Ward Burton. Irwin Bits and Blades, trade tough from rough to finish, presents pit crew profiles, tales of the guys that optimize the performance of their cars. Today, Dodge Dealers Dodge crew member Tracy Lumpkin talks about the long cross-country road trips during the season. It's kind of enjoyable because we do the East Coast so much, and when we come across the fan base out here is uh, when we stop at a truck stop or stop and eat, we um, see a lot of the people that we don't don't get to see for like four times a year. And we usually spend a little more time at the truck stops talking to the people a little bit more because we the teams try their best to get us out a little bit earlier. And um, that makes our job a little bit easier. It gives us an extra 10 or 12 hours to get across there. Um, the trip back will be a little bit tougher because we'll have to go back and unload and load and leave Thursday night to go up to Richmond, which is a little bit more of a push to get back. But um, if we leave here Sunday night, we should be back Tuesday by lunch or so like that. Optimize your power tool on the job site or at home. Look for Irwin Bits and Blades. Trade tough from rough to finish. Now the cars a lap or more down come in to make their stops. Let's go down and cover some of those. First to Jim Phillips. And Jerry Ledoux's uh, been in here. Elliot Sadler's in. He's getting a chassis adjustment on the left rear, Joe. He's had a tough day today. Tony Stewart's in. They're working on his squad linkage again. Jamie Mayfield was in the pits for service. And also, Johnny Benson, Winston Kelly. Well, Ricky Craven's back on a pit road as they're continuing to work on the right side of his machine. John Andretti had his car on pit road the second time around. Along with Kevin Harvick, uh, some of the other machines, Jimmy Spencer. Matt Kenseth just missed getting back on the lead lap. Couldn't quite get around to his teammate, Kurt Busch, who had checked up a little bit coming off a of turn four. A couple of guys did get their lap, 
Backer back on the lead lap. Kenseth, not one of them. Steve Park and Casey Atwood also coming in this time for tires and fuel. Tony Rizzuti. Joe Nemechek in on this end of pit road. Also Greg Biffle, Brett Bodine. We saw Hud Strickland, Jeff Burton, Steve Grissom. Also the cars of Robbie Gordon, Rick Mass, Terry Labonte, and Mike Skinner. And I mentioned, wasn't sure if it was four tires or two on the Sterling Marlin machine. They did take four tires. So an excellent stop for Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett assumes the lead after some quick work on pit road. Kurt Busch drops back to second now. Sterling Marlin third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Rusty Wallace in fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott, seventh to Ricky Rudd. Jeff Gordon is eighth, Mark Martin ninth, and Dave Blaney tenth. Michael Waltrip shows 11th, Jeff Green 12th. Right now just 12 cars being scored on the lead lap. 144 laps complete here at California. Today's broadcast of the Napa Auto Parts 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. And by Pfizer Men's Health. Tune up for life. Field crossed over to the columns of two, not far away from a restart here at California Speedway, Fontana, California. Dale Jarrett will lead them down to the line alongside the lap car of Jeremy Mayfield. Green flag in the air. Jarrett and Kurt Busch, hot pursuit as they storm off toward turn number one. Dale Jarrett will try to scoot away into turn number one, has half a car length on Kurt Busch, who's dealing with some of the lap traffic to his inside. That would be Jeremy Mayfield. Sterling Marlin is in the third spot. Jimmy Johnson losing a little bit of ground in the fourth position, but it's Dale Jarrett who leads the field up for turn two. And Kurt Busch right behind him. They'll run one and two, both up against the outside retaining wall. Busch the first one to peek to the inside, but He'll let Dale Jarrett get his car all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. Kurt Busch will run on the outside. Appears to be a big problem for Bill Elliott. He restarted in the sixth position. He's fallen back to the rear of the field now. Just barely rolling here as he comes off turn four. The field storms by him. Dale Jarrett leads. Kurt Busch is second. Sterling Marlin third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And fifth is Rusty Wallace. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Joe Moore and Dave Moody here at the California Speedway along with Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew covering the action for us in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti working the pit lane here today. We've completed 10, or rather we've uh, had 10 lead changes among six different drivers. Only two cautions have waved so far today, and there are 103 laps to go. Before the caution, Kurt Busch had moved out to a 15-second lead. Now it is Dale Jarrett pulling away by six-tenths of a second over Kurt Busch, Sterling Marlin, Jimmy Johnson, and Rusty Wallace. We told you there was a problem for Bill Elliott. Let's see what that was. Tony? It was a vibration. They felt a tire coming down, so they came down, took on four tires, and now another car hits pit road. Hutch Strickland comes by me. The car is not running. They're going under the hood. We'll get an update on that in a moment. Let's pick up the battle for the second spot in turn three. Yeah, that's where Sterling Marlin is caught. Kurt Busch, both of them running on the outside of some lap traffic. Kurt Busch right up next to that outside retaining wall where he's been pretty comfortable all afternoon long. He's got the lap car of Bill Elliott between himself and Sterling Marlin. But, Joe, a little bit surprising here. Kurt Busch, who was so dominant, lost the lead on a pit stop, and now Dale Jarrett has begun to leg it out. It's an over, over a second lead now for DJ as he works off two. No doubt about it. The pit stop was a positive thing for Dale Jarrett. He pulls away from Kurt Busch. 
There's still a lap machine between himself and the third place car of Sterling Marlin. Everybody in the pre-race talked about the clean air, and it's working to Dale Jarrett's advantage right now as he's got a 15-car length lead over Kurt Busch. Another lap car before you get to Sterling Marlin. Theory has proved time and time again, if you get out front in that clean air, you can pull away. DJ proving it right now as he stretches out his lead by nearly a second over Kurt Busch. Sterling Marlin working some traffic. He's back into third position, trying to keep up before those two get lost. Sterling Marlin is being just a little bit frustrated, not really close enough to get around the lap machine of Bill Elliott. Marlin working that higher groove. Kurt Busch in between two lap cars. That would be Ryan Newman and Bill Elliott. Newman still not close enough to Dale Jarrett to make a pass. It took Jimmy Johnson an awful long time, but now he sees the rear end of the Sterling Marlin machine. Jimmy Johnson running in that fourth position, trying to catch Sterling Marlin. Johnson down on the bottom of the racetrack and Marlin up high. It'll be an early afternoon for Hutch Strickland as they push the Hills Brothers Coffee Dodge behind pit wall. They're headed for the garage area. Tony Rizzuti, what's the story? Now the motor just shut off. They're not really sure what it is until they get back into the garage area. Hutt not having a great run, but was running back, you know, between 20 and 25th most of the day. So definitely a disappointing finish to what uh, was going to be just a promising day for the Hills Brother Dodge. Exciting racing here today at the California Speedway. It gets exciting every week we go to NASCAR Winston Cup racing, but it never gets as exciting as it does when we run the All-Star race each year, the Winston at the Lowe's Motor Speedway, and that's just a few weeks away from now. Rich Hobbegger from RJR and Winston, the uh, Sports Marketing Enterprises folks with us here today, and I know you guys are getting excited. New rules, new format for the event, and it's right here a couple of weeks away. I think it's just uh, three weeks out right now, and Joe, I just want to tell the fans out there that when we announced the new format for the Winston, uh, one of the changes was that fans would get a vote on the inversion process going into segment three. Um, NASCAR.com is going to open up the voting polls this week, so fans need to log on to NASCAR.com and go on there and vote. The fans have talked about it. We've talked about it in the media, but what kind of questions have the drivers asked you about it? What, what kind of feedback are you getting from them? We're getting great feedback from the drivers. Uh, we, When we started looking at the format changes, we talked to some of them just to try to get their input, and they were all excited about it, and we've talked to a couple more since we announced the format changes, and, and these guys are all excited about it. They think it's going to be very, very excited, and uh, they're ready to go. Well, the format may change. The procedures may change, but the one constant in the Winston is cash. There's big cash out there, right. You know, we, we announced $750,000 to the winner of Segment 3, and then we have uh, money for the Segment winners and so forth, and also qualifying on Friday evening. Rich, it's uh, an event we're looking forward to just three weeks away. Of course, MRN Radio will be there to bring it to the folks uh, live. And it's going to be a great night of racing. I'm, I'm sure that uh, if anybody can get there, they'll want to go because uh, everyone who's ever been to a Winston has really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's a, a great event for fans that are maybe on the borderline right now, not a hardcore fan yet. But if they come to the Winston, they'll become a hardcore fan. All right, we'll be there with you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. And thanks again for your support of NASCAR Winston Cup Racing and the Winston. Thank you, and we look forward to having you down there in a couple weeks. All right, we're going to look forward to it as well. Just about three weeks away, we'll go to Richmond next week, take a week off for Mother's Day, and then we start off the two weeks at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. The first event of those two weeks is the running of the Winston. Rich Hobegger of Sports Marketing Enterprises and R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. Well, Kurt Busch has turned up the wick on the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. He Trouble in turn two, and it's Matt Kenseth again. He just went up too high. He bangs the wall with the right side of the car but keeps going even though there's right side damage. Good piece of driving by Kenseth keeps the DeWalt machine pointed in the right direction, running slowly, but now beginning to come back up to speed on the back straightaway. Kurt Busch, of St. George, is back on the hunt. He uh, was having some trouble hunting down Dale Jarrett. He's knocked off a couple of lap cars, closing in on a couple of more as he tries to chase down DJ in turn one as the caution flag flies. 
would almost bet we've got some debris on the track where uh, the 17 car slapped the wall up in turn two. It'll take a couple of laps to clean up the track. Might be a good break for Jeremy Mayfield, who was off the pace. We told you his teammate Bill Elliott had a problem earlier. They got him back out there. Then Mayfield slowed just before that caution. We'll cover some of those stories in a moment. Back at California Speedway, 93 laps remaining in the Napa Auto Parts 500. And Dave Blaney has pulled a rabbit out of his hat on pit road during that round of pit stops. Blaney comes back out as the leader of the race over Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch drops all the way back to the number five position. And we're down to only 11 cars on the lead lap here with 93 laps to go in today's event. Let's give you a rundown of those uh, 11 cars. It's Blaney, Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, and Kurt Busch, the front five. Mark Martin runs in sixth. Dale Jarrett is seventh. Ricky Rudd is eighth. Jeff Gordon, ninth. 10th is Michael Waltrip, and 11th is Jeff Green. One lap down in 12th is Bill Elliott. 13th is Ryan Newman. 14th is John Andretti. 15th is Johnny Benson. And 16th, Kyle Petty. Ward Burton runs in 17th. Kevin Harvick, 18th. 19th is Jerry Nadeau. And Steve Park is 20th. 21st now, Matt Kenseth. 22nd is Jeff Burton. Greg Biffle, 23rd. 24th to Terry Labonte. 25th is Robbie Gordon. 26th, Joni Macek. Brett Bodine, 27th. 28th is Dale Earnhardt Jr. 29th, Jimmy Spencer. And 30th to Elliot Sadler. Casey Atwood, 31st. 32nd is Mike Skinner. 33rd to Steve Grissom. Jeremy Mayfield, 34th. 35th is Bobby Hamilton. 36th is Tony Stewart. 37th, Rick Mass. 38th is Bobby Hamilton. Out of the race in 39th, Hutt Strickland. Ricky Craven still behind the wall in 40th, 41st Stacy Compton, followed by Shauna Robinson and Kenny Schrader. Tim Phillips, what was the problem for Jeremy Mayfield? Well, Joey had a, a vibration uh, just a while ago, they left uh, left rear wheel loose on, on his car and he had to come in and make an earlier pit stop and that got him out of sequence and another vibration problem for Jeremy Mayfield. So Mayfield back out on the racetrack, a number of laps down. He's running now in the 34th position. Getting ready for the restart here with uh, what will be 91 laps to go. So far, a very competitive race with 11 lead changes among seven drivers. I think the uh, most telling of anything is the great lead that Kurt Busch built up, 15 seconds. Had a huge lead, but lost it on a pit stop and was never quite able to regain that. Something that I'm sure Dave Blaney is hoping continues right now because pulled a little chicanery on the pit stop and got himself the lead. We'll see now if the Jasper Ford can do what just about every other leader before it today has been able to do, and that's pull out and get a big lead. Now, Bill Elliott is on the tail end of the lead lap. He's just in front of the race leader, Dave Blaney. He'll try to stay up there and stay on the lead lap. That might hurt Blaney's efforts in trying to pull away from the field and get that huge lead like all other leaders have done earlier today. Green flag is waving back at it here in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Bill Elliott on the tail end of the lead lap. Leads the pack down into turn number one with Dave Blaney trying to clear him. Field rushes into turn one with a brand new look up front. Dave Blaney showing the way. Sterling Marlin rides in the second spot. Rusty Wallace is in third. Jimmy Johnson is in fourth, but he's getting some competition from Kurt Busch. He just blows him off to the outside. Kurt Busch on the move down the back straightaway. Your front four cars run single file. Now make it your front five run single file. Then they're two, three, even four wide down the back straightaway fighting for position. Bill Elliott still on the tail end of the lead lap. Sterling Marlin looking for the lead on the outside of Dave Blaney. Marlin drives it deep to the outside in turn number three. Just lets it roll high, wide, and handsome off four. He will challenge Blaney now for the second or for the lead. He will not get him at the start-finish line. Blaney by a car length continues to show the way, riding the back bumper of the tail end of the lead lap car, Bill Elliott. Blaney has not gotten around Bill Elliott yet. Now Sterling Marlin will go way high outside, trying to the outside of Blaney. Nothing going there. Rusty Wallace takes away second from Sterling Marlin.
Rusty Wallace on the outside of Kurt Busch. Busch down on the bottom, and now Rusty moves out in front of him. Rusty now down on the inside of Sterling Marlin. Rusty and Marlin fighting for that second place position. This time it's Sterling Marlin who pulls out in front as he takes the high side and turns three and four, gets back around Rusty Wallace. Wallace on the attack momentarily to the inside. He falls back in behind Sterling Marlin. Again, this going on for the second spot while Dave Blaney is pulling away. Blaney pulls away to turn one by about four car lengths over the second spot of Sterling Marlin. Marlin will wash up high. Rusty Wallace will try to keep it down low. It's Dodge versus Ford for the second spot. He'll come off a turn three simultaneously of the wheel. Kurt Busch with a great view of that battle as he sits right behind those two cars running side by side. Still Rusty Wallace on the inside and Sterling Marlin on the outside. It's Rusty Wallace by a half a car length in three, but Marlin's got some good momentum on the outside. Rusty grabs that low lane, tries to ride it to the number two position, but Sterling Marlin is not going to go without a fight. He pushes the nose of the Coors Light Dodge back to the outside lane. They are absolutely even at the start-finish line. This is the battle for second place. Rusty Wallace has second, but Sterling Marlin wants it. So too does Kurt Busch. They are side-by-side side for that third position as Wallace will try to pull away, but he washes up. Kurt Busch able to put his fender to the inside of Rusty Wallace. The drag races on down the back straightaway. Kurt Busch with some clean air down on the inside. He'll try to get by Rusty Wallace and then challenge Dave Blaney, who's still running behind. Bill Elliott, who's on the tail end of the lead lap. Rusty fights back on the outside. He's got a little help from Sterling Marlin to make it three wide. Kurt Busch says, remember how strong I was earlier? I'm still here. Here he comes, charging down to the inside of the track, grabbing the second position. He gets by Sterling Marlin and Rusty Wallace. Now let's see what he can do with Dave Blaney. It appears that Bill Elliott and Dave Blaney, even though Elliott is on the tail end of the lead lap, they are working together and starting to pull Way. But Kurt Busch in that second spot has cleared what's oh, Bush, the car darted to the right, but Bush caught it, and Wallace now challenging from that third position. That gave Rusty Wallace a good run off of the turn two and then down the back straightaway, but he's content to run in the tire tracks of Kurt Busch. Busch still about 20 car lengths back of your race leader, Dave Blaney. Rusty Wallace has not at all conceded that runner-up position to Kurt Busch. Busch with a bit of a bobble in what has become an increasingly treacherous second turn here in the late stages of of this race. Rusty pulled up on his back bumper, but Bush now immediately pulls away again. He's opened up three car lengths to turn one. We'll keep an eye on that second spot of Kurt Bush. We'll see if he plays a conservative this time around. Puts a couple of tires down on the wide line. He does work that middle groove. Comes off very clean. Rusty Wallace in third. Sterling Marlin in the fourth position. Sterling Marlin dives to the inside. Pulls up alongside of Rusty Wallace in that battle for position. Sterling Marlin will complete the pass before they get into turn number three. Charging Moves Sterling Marlin up to third. Move Rusty Wallace back to four. Charging back into turn number four. The leaders come up off the corner into the trioval. Meanwhile, Elliot Sadler has lost power, is rolling down the back straightaway, trying to make it back to his pit stall. Dave Blaney has built up a lead now of 1.2 seconds. Kurt Busch seems to have taken over the second spot for now. They'll race from third on back in turn one. That would be Sterling Marlin with about two car lengths in hand over Rusty Wallace. Behind him, way behind him, would be Dale Jarrett. Jarrett is not in touch with the leader. Some good battles going on back behind the leaders. It's uh, Dave Blaney with by about 15 car lengths, and then get to Kurt Busch and Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and then some battling going on. Jeff Short and Mark Martin.
Problem for Dave Blaney right now is he has lost his escort. Bill Elliott trying to hang on to the tail end of the lead circuit has broken away from Blaney. So Blaney now having to cut through the wind all by himself. Let's see if that enables Sterling Marlin to try and close the gap. Sterling Marlin will try to close the gap on the second place machine of Kurt Busch. After that scare that Busch had two laps to go, he is keeping that forward down lower off of turn two. It's still too early to try anything desperate. Busch continues to chase the leader, Dave Blaney. About 20 car length separates your leader to Kurt Busch and then another 15 back to Sterling Marlin and only five back to Rusty Wallace before you get into some lap machines. Jeff Gordon has completed the pass of Mark Martin. So has Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin drops back two spots. Here comes Dale Jarrett trying to catch up with the front runners. He's back in the fifth position. Has some lap traffic to deal with. One of those Ward Burton. He easily flashes by him. Now closes in on Johnny Benson at the start-finish line. Again, looking ahead and a good ways up to the third-place car of Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett works to the outside of Johnny Benson. Again, that is a lap machine. And the next car that Dale Jarrett will have to encounter will be John Andretti. So Dale Jarrett playing some catch-up here for turns one and two. And he gets by uh, Johnny Benson and now sets his sights on John Andretti about five car lengths before Dale Jarrett will catch him. Those two cars dive into the corner. Jarrett going to go high, and Andretti will stay low. Dale Jarrett nearly pulls even in turn four. Dave Blaney continues pulling away, as everyone has, who gets out front here this afternoon in the Napa Auto Parts 500. His lead now a second and a half over Kurt Busch. Sterling Marlin is third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Dale Jarrett is fifth with 82 laps to go. Back at California, and has always seems to be the case here, it may come down to pit strategy. A couple of drivers among that lead group hedging their bets with a late stop here on pit road. Among them, Sterling Marlin and Michael Waltrip with 198 complete, 52 remaining. Got a feeling a couple of teams at least are thinking they might try and stretch this thing and go the distance. Coming right down to it, 52 laps to go in the race. Jim Phillips, how far should they be able to go? Well, I just heard the conversation, but Dale Jarrett, he says, do I have a chance to make it or not? And his crew chief, Todd Parrott, said you're going to be about too short. So we'll see what happens. Winston Kelly, are we likely to see anybody else come in and get a splash here? Well, we saw Jimmy Finning, uh, or heard Jimmy Finning talking to his driver, Kurt Busch, and he said it's going to be very, very close. But his teammate who has a similar setup, Mark Martin, his crew brought him down pit road, and they did top it off with fuel. Won't see anybody else come back down now, but it's going to be extremely tight for some, and the rest of them just aren't going to make it. Well, if it's going to be that close, that may have been a good move by Sterling Marlin, Michael Waltrip, a couple of others to come in and get that extra half a gallon or so in that fuel cell and try and get that extra lap or two at the tail end of this race. Could make all the difference in the outcome of this race. Now, Jeff Gordon is starting at the head of the pack. He is on the tail end of the lead lap. He's just in front of race leader Dale Jarrett. He'll be wanting to get away and hope for a caution for a chance to be a player in the outcome of this event. 51 laps to go. The field now charges up into turn number one. Again, Jeff Gordon in front of race leader Dale Jarrett. It'll be Dale Jarrett showing the way into turn one, trying to put Jeff Gordon a lap down. Kurt Busch now is negotiating the slower traffic. The first car would be Robbie Gordon. He has Johnny Benson to his left elbow. But it's Jeff Jarrett leading the field off of turn two. Three wide, make it four wide as they head down the back straightaway. Some lap cars. Jeff Gordon is in there. Dale Jarrett has gotten around Gordon. 
to put him in lap down again. But we've got a new race leader as Kurt Busch towards the outside line. Once again, Bush making it work in the high lane as he just powers around everybody to take the lead. Barry nearly comes in contact with the lap car of Johnny Benson as they run inches apart at the start-finish line. Dale Jarrett tucked right up underneath the rear spoiler of Bush to turn one. But there are just too many cars into turn one. Kurt Busch, your leader, has to check up because he would have collected Robbie Gordon, the lap machine of Robbie Gordon. That gives the lead back to Dale Jarrett, who had a clean run down in the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett able to slide up the banking just a little bit right in front of Kurt Busch. So they run one and two right together down on the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Ricky Rudd down on the bottom. He'll try to challenge Kurt Busch for position. Ricky Rudd coming alive here in the late stages of the race up to the third position. He works the inside of the racetrack, trying to challenge for the spot, coming back to the start-finish line. And they are starting to get physical here in the closing stages of this race. Dale Jarrett, meanwhile, with heavy traffic in front of him. The intensity level starts to kick up here at the California Speedway. It'll be Jarrett in the top spot. Kurt Busch is in second. Rusty Wallace is hot on his tail. Ricky Rudd is also in that mix. In fact, Rudd and Busch are wheel-to-wheel for the second-place position. Ricky Rudd down on the inside, and Kurt Busch will run on the outside. Once again, right in front of them, that lap machine of Robbie Gordon. But for the moment, it's Ricky Rudd by a half a car length. Now, Kurt Busch fights back to the outside. They're even in four. Bush riding that outside lane where he has been for most of the afternoon, but it's not going to work this time. Ricky Rudd digging hard down low. He will take the spot away from Bush at the start-finish line. Now here comes Rusty Wallace. He's got Dave Blaney in hot pursuit into one. Rusty Wallace is chasing Dave Blaney, now chasing Kurt Bush. Ricky Rudd showing some great strength here in the latter stages of this race. He will now chase down his teammate Dale Jarrett. They are single file headed to turn three. Dale Jarrett's just got one lapped vehicle between himself and a bunch of clean air as they race into turn number three. About five car lengths back is Ricky Rudd. And then up another five car length back to Kurt Busch and Rusty Wallace. Robert Yates racing teammates taking spots one and two here with just 47 laps to go. Dale Jarrett showing the way, trying to get away from Ricky Rudd, but Ricky not letting him get too far away. And they both have to worry about Kurt Busch who's closing in from third. Dale Jarrett leads the field into turn one. Second spot, Ricky Rudd only about three to four car lengths off his rear deck. Kurt Busch lurking there in the third position. Rusty Wallace and David Blaney dueling for the fourth spot off of turn two. Blaney will work down on the bottom of the racetrack and put Wallace on the outside. They're still side by side as they race down fourth position into turn number three. It's still Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, then Kurt Busch and Rusty Wallace by about a car length over Dave Blaney. Kurt Busch has led 89 laps this afternoon at California, but right now he is not where he wants to be. Third and looking up at the Robert Yates Racing teammates, Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Rudd is on the hunt. He is on the back bumper of his teammate in one. Dale Jarrett would like to pull away, but cannot do it as Ricky Rudd now closes into within half a car length. Both drivers keeping it down to the bottom through turns one and two. They're going to have to deal with a lap car of Johnny Benson as they approach turn three. Ricky Rudd methodically worked his way to the front and now is just one. One car length back of being the race leader. Johnny Benson still the lap car in front of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's going to run high and Rudd's going to be down on the bottom for the lead. Rudd gets the opening on the inside of the racetrack. Can he pull alongside his teammate and challenge for the top spot? Not this time. He'll fall back in line behind Dale Jarrett. 
because he looks back and sees Kurt Busch. He's close to within three car lengths. They're still following the lapped car back to turn one. Three Fords up at the front. Jarrett, Rudd, and Kurt Busch. They are all behind the lap machine of Johnny Benson, who's running on a pace with the leaders. Jarrett will look to the outside of Benson. Still not close enough to pull off the pass. They'll run single file down the back straightaway right behind the Johnny Benson machine as Dale Jarrett still can't dispose of him. Ricky Rudd once again down on the bottom of the racetrack. Tries to stick a fender inside of Dale Jarrett. He might get it done out of four. Dave Blaney, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin all running in a second group of cars. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. But they're about a second and a half or two seconds behind that lead draft. The lead pair now, Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd run once again nose to tail into one Ricky Rudd's got a pretty good entrance going into the corner look briefly to the inside now we'll let the Havoline Ford slide up to the high outside trying to block Dale Jarrett behind Johnny Benson nothing doing but he's got a good run coming off the corner Ricky Rudd peeks to the inside and shows the bumper now falls back in line behind Dale Jarrett as they reach turn number three Kurt Busch now within about two car lengths Busch will follow Ricky Rudd Jarrett once again up high Jarrett goes to the high side of the banking and turn number four as his teammate looks down low for a chance to make the pass all the while being defensive keeping a close eye on what Kurt Busch is going to do. Jimmy Johnson has moved up to the top five. He made the pass on the last lap getting by Rusty Wallace now it is four Fords leading the way with 43 laps to go two experienced veterans up at the front showing the youngster the way into turn one that would be Kurt Busch. Busch hugging it down low. Ricky Rudd and Jarrett going up high. They're single file racing back to turn three. Just like the last lap, Ricky Rudd content to run in the tire tracks of his teammate Dale Jarrett down the back straightaway. And then just like the last few laps, Jarrett once again back up high. That inside line's been working for Ricky Rudd. It just takes a couple of laps. Rusty Wallace is off the pace. Sixth place automobile slowing on the back straightaway. Problems on the Miller Lite Ford for Rusty Wallace. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack, it continues to be Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Kurt Busch. 42 laps to go at California. Dave Blaney has caught the lead draft. He drafts up onto the back bumper now of Kurt Busch. The lead four are nose to tail into one. David Blaney proving that his performance today is no fluke. He is for real. Dale Jarrett leads him into turn one and two. Ricky Rudd in the second spot. Hush it down low. Kurt Busch is in third. David Blaney a very close fourth. And back in fifth now Jimmy Johnson. He can see that Jasper Engines forward of Dave Blaney. He'll try to make it a five-car battle up front. Down into turn number three is still Jarrett by two car lengths over Ricky Rudd. Kurt Busch back another couple of car lengths as is Dave Blaney. Looks like Ricky Rudd gets a run every time Dale Jarrett takes the high line in turn number four. But when they come up off the turn, Jarrett pulls back down in front of his teammate. They now go to work on Johnny Benson trying to clear that car and get some clear sailing here for the final 37 laps. It's been a very exciting race so far today. 14 lead changes among seven drivers so far. We've had caution flags fly a total of four times. Dale Jarrett leads Ricky Rudd. Kurt Busch is third. Dave Blaney is fourth. Jimmy Johnson fifth. Mark Martin is sixth. Rusty Wallace seventh. Eighth is Bill Elliott. Ninth is Sterling Marlin. And tenth is Michael Waltrip. There are 37 laps to go. This mid-race update is brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend the NASCAR Winston Cup, Bush or Craftsman Truck Series race, stop by one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying.
Later on in today's broadcast, Joe and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestus Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Ray Bestus Breaks are the official breaks of NASCAR. Now Dale Jarrett starting to pull away. The race is for second and third. And that's where... Kurt Busch has pulled into the second place position. Ricky Rudd is third. He's got Dave Blaney down the inside of him with Jimmy Johnson. About to have a battle for the lead as Kurt Busch is right up on the bumper of Dale Jarrett coming down to the stripe. Still behind the lap car of Johnny Benson. Busch has moved to second. Rudd has fallen to third. Now Dave Blaney has taken fourth. Obviously, Kurt Busch decided it was time to go as he clambered over the rear bumper of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett able to stretch it out just a little bit through turns one and two. Let's see what kind of run Kurt Busch gets on Jarrett from that second spot. They're single file down the back straightaway. Both of the cars on the outside retaining wall. Ricky Rudd runs right behind them. Dale Jarrett has pulled up right on the rear deck lid of Johnny Benson. Once again, Dale Jarrett to the outside. Kurt Busch sticks the fender inside of Dale Jarrett. The man on the move right now is Jimmy Johnson from out of nowhere. The Lowe's Chevrolet is in the hunt. He moves underneath Dave Blaney, takes over the number four position. As the leaders now work down the front straightaway, Johnson is on the march. He begins pulling in now on Ricky Rudd. Jimmy Johnson just in front of Dave Blaney, trying to close in on the machine of Ricky Rudd in that third spot. Battle for the lead is still a very, very good one between Dale Jarrett and Kurt Busch. Busch got the quick look to the inside. Now tucks back in the line behind Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd still running in that third place position. Jimmy Johnson is fourth, and Dave Blaney rounding out your top five. Dale Jarrett had gotten by Johnny Benson. Now Benson fighting back on the inside. Benson's a lap down or better and Kurt Busch running in second. Kurt Busch goes to the high side of the banking just as Dale Jarrett does. They try to squeeze by Johnny Benson's lapped car coming back down to the start finish line. Busch looks for even more but the lap car is there in the way. Now Ricky Rudd closes in a three car breakaway in turn one. Well, finally Dale Jarrett has cleared the lap machine of Johnny Benson. Kurt Busch has cleared him as well. Ricky Rudd not so. He'll try to dispose of Benson as they race down the back stretch. Again, Bush challenges to the inside of Jarrett. Can't pull off the pass. They're racing to turn three. Who's got the stronger Ford this time by? It's Dale Jarrett by one car length. Ricky Rudd now on the rear deck lid of Kurt Bush for that second place position. Three different lines taken by three different drivers into turn four. For much of the day today here in Fontana, California, it's been the leader and then a long gap back to the rest of the pack. Not so here as we hit the stretch drive of the Napa Auto Parts 500. It is Dale Jarrett over Kurt Busch by less than two tenths of a second. Ricky Rudd an equal gap back in third. Ricky Rudd carried a lot of momentum into turn one as if he wants to take a run on Kurt Busch. He'll hug the Havoline Ford down to the bottom of the racetrack, looks to the inside of Kurt no, he's not close enough. Ricky Rudd will have to settle for third this time around. Jimmy Johnson just three car lengths back now of Ricky Rudd in that fourth place position. Dale Blaine, Dave Blaney now works to the inside of Johnny Benson to put him at bay. And now Dave Blaney sets his sights on Jimmy Johnson. Here's a challenge for the lead. Kurt Busch dives to the inside of Dale Jarrett as they come off turn number four and slides right on by him, picking up the top spot. But DJ's not done yet. He battles back to the outside, holds off Kurt Busch for now. This race is not over. They're in turn one. They do not want Kurt Busch to get into that clean air that he would experience in the lead because the, previously this afternoon he has run away. So Jarrett is fighting. Ricky Rudd is there. Jimmy Johnson makes it a four-car battle. They're stacked up two by two down the back stretch. Kurt Busch down on the inside and Dale Jarrett on the outside. Jimmy Johnson on the inside and Ricky Rudd on the outside. The teammates try to help each other on the outside lane, but Kurt Busch, your leader by one car length. Jimmy Johnson fighting for second. 
Four cars under a blanket for the lead at California as the fans are on their feet. Off turn four, Kurt Busch has got the lead. They will go three wide for second. Jimmy Johnson storming to the inside of the racetrack. He looks down low on Ricky Rudd. They're side by side for the runner-up spot. Well, Kurt Busch tries to pull away, but Ricky Rudd is right there. Jimmy Johnson rides in the third position. Dale Jarrett has been drop kicked back to the fourth spot. Then it's about three car lengths back to David Blaney, who's trying to make this a five-car fight up front. Jimmy Johnson down on the inside of Ricky Rudd in that battle for second. Johnson, Chevrolet, and Rudd's Ford are nose and nose as they race into turn number three. Kurt Busch by three car length. Jimmy Johnson a half a car length lead over Ricky Rudd, who's got to run on the outside. Kurt Busch has been the strong man today, but Jimmy Johnson may have something for him. He has just taken over the second spot. Jimmy Johnson has. He's about five car lengths behind Kurt Busch with 29 laps to go. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. In the final 29 laps of the Napa Auto Parts 500 here today at the California Speedway, MRN Radio here bringing it to you live. Joe Moore and uh, Dave Moody upstairs, along with Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew out in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti patrolling the pit lane. A great race today. 16 lead changes among seven drivers at a 17th about to take shape off turn four. Jimmy Johnson is on the hunt now. He pulls up on the back bumper of the Kurt Busch machine. Busch, for the first time this afternoon, got the lead and has not been able to pull away. Johnson is all over him in one. It looks like the Chevy of Jimmy Johnson just may have something for the Ford of Kurt Busch. He's handling just a little bit better off the corners, but Busch can pull him down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd is in third, Dale Jarrett in fourth. Dave Blaney in fifth, and then you've got a bunch of lap machines, so we'll worry about these five cars as they're about equal distance apart down the back straightaway into turn number three. Kurt Busch is going to take his Darby Rubbermaid Ford down on the bottom of the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson follows right in his tire track. All the cars work on the inside lane, then swing it up wide off turn four up against the outside retaining wall cutting it back down low in the trioval Kurt Busch crossing the stripe about four car lengths in front of Jimmy Johnson four more back to Ricky Rudd three back to Dale Jarrett then Dave Blaney Jimmy Johnson was fast in practice he was fast in happy hour is he fast enough to get around the leader Kurt Busch right now the distance remains static put it about a car length and a half third spot is still Ricky Rudd there's single file down the back straight away the low Chevrolet will try to catch Kurt Busch in the Ford, this time by. Can't get it done down the back straightaway, but those two cars have broken away from Ricky Rudd by about 10 car lengths. It's a two-car battle up front. They're trying to stretch it out. Kurt Busch trying to put this field at arm's length for the third and perhaps final time this afternoon. Busch the leader, Jimmy Johnson second, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, and Dave Blaney. 26 laps remaining in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Crunch time at California, and the battle for the lead is hot in heavy in turns three and four. Jimmy Johnson dives to the inside on Kurt Busch. They are door-to-door now for the number one spot. Johnson in the Chevrolet, Busch in the Ford, and at the stripe it is Jimmy Johnson by a nose. Kurt Busch battling back hard on the outside lane. They're still wheel-to-wheel as they come into turn one. Give Kurt Busch the brief advantage when he rides that high outside line. Jimmy Johnson. There's trouble off turn four. Several cars involved. The caution flag is out because of two cars that have spun off turn four. One of those is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's sitting down on the inside of the racetrack up on the racing surface. Still another car there. Kevin Harvick appears to be the other car involved in a crash that occurred off turn four, bringing out the caution here on lap 220 
after Jimmy Johnson had just taken the lead in the Napa Auto Parts 500. A very hard lick for both of those machines. Kevin Harvick's car severely damaged in the nose. The Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine spewing steam and smoke from out, out from under the hood of the Budweiser Chevrolet puts this field back under caution with just 31 laps remaining. We were just talking about the fuel question. Remember we told you on the last stop they probably could not go 55 laps. I suppose everyone will come down and the question mark goes up in the clouds. How about it, Jim Phillips? Well, I just talked to Chad Canals. He was a crew chief, or is a crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, Joe, and he said, we cannot make it. We're going to have to stop. Dale Jarrett had planned to stop at lap 244. So this all goes out of the equation. Let's see how Winston Kelly's guys stack up. Well, like you said, it's pretty much irrelevant now. We had talked to uh, Jimmy Finning and also Sean Parker. Sean Parker, the car chief. Jimmy Finning, the crew chief on Kurt Busch's machine. And they felt like they were going to be just shy. But Jimmy Finning looking over at his guys and said, man, we've got to try to make it. We've got to try to go for it. All that out the window now. Looks like pit road is not going to be open because one of the cars sitting at the head end of pit road uh, or at the tail end of pit road entering turn number from turn number four. So not going to be a problem as far as fuel. But the question's going to be how many guys will do a gas and go? How many guys will try two tires? And how many will go for four with only 21 laps to go? Checking the replay here in the booth, it appears that uh, Kevin Harvick checked up, maybe trying to make a hard left-hand turn at the entrance of Pitt Road coming off turn four. When he did, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just did not anticipate that, slammed into him and spun around about three times. He is now being pulled out of the Budweiser Chevrolet. He appears to be okay. The safety personnel are there taking care of the two involved in the crash. Dale Jr. climbing out of the car and Kevin Harvick also out of his machine. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series moves on to the Richmond International Raceway for the running of the Pontiac Excitement 400. Also that weekend, the Hardys 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. MRN Radio's coverage begins on Friday afternoon with Bud Pole updates starting at 3 Eastern time. We'll also have the Hardys 250 on Friday night at 7 Eastern time and the Pontiac Excitement 400 next Saturday night at 6.30 Eastern. Next weekend, also the trucks are at the Gateway International Raceway, the Ram Tough 200 that runs on Sunday afternoon. We'll be there with the live coverage starting at 3.30 Eastern time. The following weekend is Mother's Day. It's an off week for the Winston Cup Series, but the Bush Cars goes to the New Hampshire International Speedway for the Bush 200. MRN Radio will be there. Our coverage begins at 12.30 Eastern time. And from there, off to the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte for the annual All-Star Race, the Winston. Our coverage begins on Friday evening, May 17th, with Bud Pole updates starting at 7 Eastern time. The Winston on Saturday, May the 18th. Airtime is 7 Eastern here on MRN Radio. That same weekend, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at Pikes Peak International Raceway. The Jelly Belly 200. Airtime is 3.30 Eastern on Sunday, May the 19th. Guess what? MRN is there. And also that weekend, the NASCAR Bush Series cars at the Nazareth Speedway in Pennsylvania. They'll run the Nazareth 200, 12.30 Eastern. MRN is there, too. Cleanup operations continue down on the inside of turn number four after a very hard crash between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kevin Harvick. Earnhardt headed to the ambulance, went there under his own power. That's the good news, but he went there very gingerly, limping badly on one leg after taking a very hard hit. Tried to dive to the inside of Kevin Harvick, and Joe, having watched the replay a couple of times, I think you're exactly right. There may have been a problem on the GM Goodrent Chevrolet. Harvick came off the pace in turn four, almost looked like he was going to try and make a left turn onto pit road. Unfortunately, Earnhardt Jr. 
Tried to take him on the inside. They touched Harvick's left front to Earnhardt's right rear. Turned Jr. virtually head on into the outside retaining wall. The Budweiser Chevrolet is going to have to go up on the rollback to get it back to the garage area. And Jim Phillips said it had already been a pretty bad day for Dale Jr. Uh, yes, it had. His car just would not turn well, Joe. Yeah, they, they always pitted early. They made uh, even one stop out of sequence. And uh, Dale Jr.'s had a frustrating day here after winning last week at Talladega. Same situation for Kevin Harvick. He had not run the way they had wanted to run this weekend as well. So two drivers who expected to have good weekends end up on the business end of the record. 231 complete, 19 remain in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Back in California, the leaders are all on pit road. Let's cover their stops. Kurt Busch, two tires and fuel, 8.59 seconds, but he's going to fall in line behind Ricky Rudd. Dale Jarrett falls in line behind him, Rusty Wallace, Going to get two tires and fuel as well, and out of Jim Phillips. Well, it was a fast stop for Jimmy Johnson, Winston, because he did not take tires. 4.47s on the fuel stop. Michael Waltrip's in right now getting fuel. Jeff Green is the last remaining car down here on the pit lane. And uh, Sterling Barnum was also a car that we thought would uh, stay, out or stay out, maybe. He came in, too. Tony Rizzuti. Well, we're down here at the Care Center awaiting uh, Kevin Harvick or Dale Earnhardt Jr. Once they come out, uh, we'll get a word and see what actually happened off turn four. All right, we get the update on that crash here causing this most recent caution flag here in a few moments. Ricky Rudd, the only driver at the end of that uh, part of pit road that uh, came in and made the stop as well. So they're getting ready to uh, get the shootout here. It'll be 16 laps to go if we are able to get the one-to-go signal this time by. It does not appear we will. Cleanup is still underway out on the racetrack. But this is turning into a very interesting race. Well, it sure is. Once again, we see a team, this time Jimmy Johnson, forego the tires in favor of the track position. It's been a trade-off all afternoon long. More often than not, the track position has proven to be the critical factor because once you get out in front, it's very difficult to run you down. Jimmy Johnson has got a strong race car. There is no doubt about that. He was all over Kurt Busch when the caution flag flew. But is he going to be strong enough on older tires to try and hold off Kurt Busch in the remainder of that pack down the stretch? Part of the gamble that sometimes can pay off with a win. Field comes across the stripe here as the second wave of cars come into pit road. Be sure to tune in to NASCAR Live with Eli Gold this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on many of these MRN radio stations. This week, Eli will take your calls and questions with Jeremy Mayfield. Be sure to listen NASCAR Live with Eli Gold Tuesday night at 7 Eastern on many of these MRN radio stations. To pit road. Let's talk to Jimmy Finning real quick. Jimmy, Jimmy Finning leads down here. Jimmy, how about the pit strategy? You've been the strongest car all day long. Some guys took zero. You decided to do two. Why? We did two tires here. Uh, that have been uh, about 40-some laps on these tires, so we figured maybe two tires would be better than none. We'll just see. Uh, they've been the quickest all day long. They're going to try to have to reel them in. They're currently running in fourth. Let's see what Chad Canal says, Winston. Scrooge for Jimmy Johnson. No tires. Is track position that important? track position is so important here you know we've uh we got shuffled back on a couple of those restarts and you see how long it takes to get back up to the front figure gas and goal put in jimmy's hands and uh we'll see what happens whatever setup you had those seemed like you were gaining on him before that uh, caution came out yeah jimmy's doing a great job the race car is running really good you know all the support we're getting from hendrick motorsports and all the lowe's employee owners you know we couldn't ask for anything better that's exactly right that's chad canal's crew chief for jimmy johnson well, Jimmy Johnson may be gambling right here, Joe, but I think Bill Elliott's trying to draw to an inside straight. Elliott did not pit at all for tires or for fuel, and as a result, he inherits the lead. 
Bill Elliott takes over the top spot, gives us our 19th lead change here of the day. We'll follow up in a few moments and find out when he last came in and what the chances are that Elliott could pull the booger here and get out in front and, pill and uh, win this race today. Field is getting the one-to-go signal. This time as they come by the start-finish line, it will be a 14-lap shootout here to finish the Napa Auto Parts 500. Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, second-place man. Ricky Rudd is third. Kurt Busch, fourth and fifth. Mark Martin. Dale Jarrett is sixth. Dave Blaney, seventh. Sterling Marlin, eighth. Ninth is Rusty Wallace. And tenth is Michael Waltrip. Eleventh is Jeff Green. Those the only cars on the lead lap. Ricky Craven has taken the tide forward, back behind the wall, came back out, improved his position up to 37th, but he's not going to be able to catch anybody else in the 14 laps remaining. The only two cars out that are ahead of him, Kevin Harvick and Dale Earnhardt Jr., all have about uh, 20, 25 laps on him, so Craven will go behind the wall. That'll be the end of his day. As the field motors down the back straightaway, getting set for the restart, Bill Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Rudd, Kurt Busch, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Dave Blaney, Sterling Marlin. I think Rusty Wallace may have something to say before it's over as well. He's been strong all day, but he's been back and forth in the running order. This will be a double-file restart. It would be single-file. It was the final 10 laps, but we do have 14 to go, so they line up double-wide. Greg Biffle at the head of the pack down on the inside. Also along there, the car of Johnny Benson lined up in the laps down lane. Followed by Jeff Burton there, Brent Bodine, and Steve Park. Leaders on the outside lane now as the safety car brings the pack off turn number four, getting ready for the restart in what will be a 14-lap shootout. Bill Elliott, the race leader, hoping the fuel will last and he can go to victory lane. Jimmy Johnson with older tires, hoping he'll have enough left to hold off the guys behind him. Ricky Rudd, Kurt Busch, and Mark Martin. Here they come to the line, getting ready for the green flag. Green goes in the air and on the break. Bill Elliott jumps out to a quick two-car length lead. Jimmy Johnson up alongside the lap car of Greg Biffle will try and do away with him before he hits turn one. So a Dodge, a Chevy, and a Ford occupy the top three spots right now at the California Speedway with Bill Elliott getting a good restart. Jimmy Johnson looking to his outside of the right elbow, and Johnson powerfully moving to the outside. He'll take over the lead headed to turn three. Jimmy Johnson clean air, Bill Elliott running in second, and now Greg Biffle shoves his machine up in between. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Elliott. Ricky Rudd moves up into that second place position down on the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Kurt Busch battling for third. Field charges off turn number four now with Jimmy Johnson taking the top spot. Bill Elliott continues to fall back in the pack. Johnson with the lead here. It will be 13 laps to go. Ricky Rudd, the second place man, first has to get around the car of Greg Biffle. Jimmy Johnson will try to scoot away. He had the lap machine of Greg Biffle behind him, and now Biffle is going to the outside of Jimmy Johnson, trying to get another lap back. It'll be Ricky Rudd in second spot, and side by side for third. Jimmy Johnson lets Greg Biffle go, and he's got Ricky Rudd right behind him, side by side. Kurt Busch down on the bottom, and Bill Elliott on the outside. Kurt Busch trying to get a little help from his teammate Mark Martin as they'll run inside of Bill Elliott. Jimmy Johnson would love to have the luxury of the lap car Greg Biffle between himself and Ricky Rudd but he's sure not going to race all afternoon to try and keep him there he comes to the start finish line and Ricky Rudd is closing in let's go downstairs we caught up with Kevin Harvick who's come out of the infield care center the good news Kevin you're all right what happened off of turn four uh, we popped the left rear tire going into turn three and uh, I was doing everything I could to save it and about the last save I had to make I clipped the eight and we wrecked so a tire problem put Kevin Harvick into the wall. Unfortunately, took out Dale Earnhardt Jr. as well. Jimmy Johnson has the top spot, but maybe not for long. Ricky Rudd is chasing him over to turn number four. They've got the lap car of Greg Biffle just ahead. Biffle goes up the banking. Inside lane is opened up. Here's Jimmy Johnson leading the charge off turn four. Rudd follows his tire tracks for now. 
coming into the trioval. Rudd looks to the inside. Now starts to charge to see if he can challenge for the top spot. It won't work here. Will Ricky Rudd make a move to the inside? No. For right now, he follows in the tire tracks of the leader, Jimmy Johnson. Look who's in third. Kurt Busch reeling him in a car length at a time. He comes off the corner strong in that third position. Bill Elliott still rides in the fourth spot. Jimmy Johnson still by one car length. He He's blocking uh, Ricky Rudd down the back straight away just a little bit as he darts to the inside, then back out to the outside. Now back down onto the bottom of the racetrack. That's where Rudd likes to run. Jimmy Johnson by three car lengths. Kurt Busch running in third, lights the fuse on the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. He powers around the lap car, Greg Biffle, and begins to close in on the lead pair. It will be 10 laps to go this time. Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Rudd, and here comes Kurt Busch trying to get in the hunt come stretch time. Ricky Rudd tried to make a run on Jimmy Johnson to the entrance of turn one. Johnson shut it down. So Jimmy Johnson is still your leader. Ricky Rudd on the high side is second. Kurt Busch, a very close third. They're single file down the back straightaway. Front three cars break away from the rest of the field. Jimmy Johnson doesn't waste any time trying to break the draft down the back straightaway as he darts to the inside once again and then back to the outside. He's increased his lead to about seven car lengths. Kurt Busch now challenges for second. Jimmy Johnson trying to give Chevrolet two wins in a row after they picked up the victory last week at the Talladega Super Speedway. But a couple of Fords breathing down his neck here in the closing laps. Nine laps to go. Johnson by three car lengths over Ricky Rudd and Kurt Busch. Speeds approaching 200 miles an hour as they enter into turn one. It's still Jimmy Johnson opening up a little bit of a lead over the second spot of Ricky Rudd, who's soon going to have his hands full with Kurt Busch. It is still a three-car breakaway. Bill Elliott rides by himself in four. Jimmy Johnson once again snaking his way down the back straightaway. Outside, inside, outside, keeping Ricky Rudd at bay. Rudd now has disposed a little bit of Kurt Busch as he's pulled after about a five-car length lead in that second-place battle. Kurt Busch came up on the back bumper of Ricky Rudd like he was going to blow both him and Jimmy Johnson away, but catching them is one thing, passing them is another. Busch on the back bumper of the Haviland Ford, but has not been able to do anything with him. Jimmy Johnson goes very low through the trioval area, trying to break the draft on the, the two that follow him. And that appears to work for Jimmy Johnson. He does get to turn one a lot earlier than Ricky Rudd or Kurt Busch. Busch gets a nice run off of turn two. He may try to pass Ricky Rudd into turn three. Everybody dives down to the inside of the racetrack this time down the back straightaway now back to the outside to set up the car into turn number three still single file your first five top six make that run in order Dale Jarrett trying to get on Mark Martin for fifth better believe Ricky Rudd is studying that rearview mirror waiting to see what Kurt Busch is going to try to pull he goes one way Rudd goes that way Bush tries the other Rudd is defensive and moves up there as well here they come back through the trioval it will be seven to go it looks like Ricky Rudd went into defensive mode it doesn't appear that he has enough for the leader Jimmy Johnson. So Kurt Busch in that third spot will try to get around Rudd. Rudd keeps an eye on in that mirror. They're still single file. Racing back to turn three, weaving all the way down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd will dive down to the bottom. He follows the tire tracks of Jimmy Johnson. Kurt Busch still five car lengths back. Bill Elliott back another eight car lengths. Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett nearly side by side. For the moment, everybody holding position, counting down the laps. It'll be six to go this time as they come to the start-finish line. Jimmy Johnson with the lead. Ricky Rudd back there in the second spot, just four-tenths of a second behind. Another four back to Kurt Busch in third. Here they come into turn one. It's still Jimmy Johnson in the lead. Ricky Rudd trying to figure out the puzzle. Kurt Busch riding by himself in third. Bill Elliott fourth. Good fight for the fifth spot. Mark Martin up high. Dale Jarrett down low. Couple of Fords wheel to wheel off the corner. Dale Jarrett's tried the last three times around to get by Mark Martin. He's right up on the rear deck lid of Mark Martin's Ford. 
into turn number three. They'll run identical lines down on the bottom of the racetrack, and now Jarrett slides up high looking for position. It has settled down among the front four cars. The race is for the fifth position as they come to the line and see the signal of five laps to go. Let's follow that fifth-place battle. Mark Martin trying to hold off Dale Jarrett. G.J. looking to the inside as they charge into turn one. Here they come into turn one, and D.J. does get a fender underneath Mark Martin, but so far has not pulled off the pass. Martin working that middle groove now washes up a little bit high in the Viagra 4. Jarrett gets a good look down to the inside, still not close enough to pull off the pass. Dale Jarrett nearly was close enough to stay to the inside of Mark Martin that time, but will have to fall back in line as they race down into turn number three. Once again, Mark Martin down on the bottom and Dale Jarrett up one groove. Dale Jarrett trying to pull up alongside Mark Martin. DJ looking to make the run on the outside lane, but Martin will drift high at the exit of four, hold him off for the moment. At the front of the pack, it continues to be Jimmy Johnson. Four laps to go now for the Winston Cup Series rookie. Jimmy Johnson on the point, leads the field into one. The distance remains static between the first and second place machine, put it at about four car lengths, but now Kurt Busch is getting serious about taking that second spot away from Ricky Rudd. Nearly had a caution last time by a Steve Grissom's machine. It clips the outside wall and he pancakes the right side of that machine will stay green as he makes it back to pit lane. Jimmy Johnson by eight car lengths over Ricky Rudd and Kurt Busch. Now Kurt Busch again is tightening up in that second place battle. He's going after Ricky Rudd as Jimmy Johnson drives off. They come to the line and it will be three laps to go. Side by side for second. Kurt Busch gets the runoff. Turn four pulls even with Ricky Rudd into turn one. Can Kurt Busch clear Ricky Rudd and is there enough time for him to catch Jimmy Johnson? They go into turn one. Still side by side, door to door. Rudd up high. Bush down low. He'll shut the door on Ricky Rudd. Kurt Bush is on second and now chases down the leader, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson not trying to break the draft this time by and now about halfway down the back straightaway. He does duck in about one car length or one groove in uh, to the inside. Down on the bottom into turn number three. Eight car lengths the distance. Kurt Bush closing in. The two most dominant cars all afternoon. This afternoon at California are ready to face off for the final two laps in a battle for the checkered flag. Two to go for Jimmy Johnson as he hits the line, five-tenths of a second, the lead over Kurt Busch. Two young guns have got to keep their cool heads now in the final stages of this race at the California Speedway. Jimmy Johnson working the middle groove, doing nothing dramatic here. Kurt Busch sliding it just ever so slightly off the corner, still chasing Jimmy into turn three. Johnson back down on the bottom of the racetrack and then back to the outside just before he gets to turn number three. Equal distance between your top four competitors. It's still eight car lengths for Jimmy Johnson. Coming down to turn number four now, exiting the corner, back to the start-finish line, looking for the white flag. Here it is. Will Jimmy Johnson score his first career Winston Cup win? The California native is looking good now with a five-car length lead over Kurt Busch. Final time into turn one. Jimmy Johnson out of El Cajon, California, has a lead of about six car lengths, making six and a half over Kurt Busch. Busch doing everything he can, tightens it up to about five car lengths, but it's still Jimmy Johnson leading the field off of turn two. Are you ready, Jimmy? Are you sure you're ready? He's got one more trip down the back straightaway. Eight car lengths, still the lead. The same as the last three laps. Jimmy Johnson into turn number three. Two tires down on the white line. Looking good through turn number four. Right on the bottom of the racetrack, off corner number four. Here they come to the line, and in only the 13th start of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career, Jimmy Johnson is going to victory lane at California. He wins the Napa Auto Parts 500. Kurt Busch comes home in second. Ricky Rudd will be third. Bill Elliott and Mark Martin. Let's go to pit road. Well, let's uh, get a work. Rick Kendrick right here. Well, Rick, you had... 
you and Jeff Thornton picked another winner for your stable. I tell you what, he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome driver. Couldn't be happier for Lowe's. And old Bob Tillman, I hope you're listening. You guys had faith in him, and he did it. Great job. He sure did, and he's headed to victory lane. The rookie goes to victory lane. Jimmy Johnson scores the win, holding off some pretty heavy competition here today. And as Dave Blaney said, Dave uh, Moody said, it was his 13th career NASCAR Winston Cup start. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Back at the California Speedway where Jimmy Johnson has scored the win of the Napa Auto Parts 500, beating Kurt Busch, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. We'll do the full field rundown in a few moments. Rest of the top ten for now. Dale Jarrett finishes in sixth. Sterling Marlin in seventh. Rusty Wallace eighth. Ninth, Dave Blaney. And finishing tenth was Michael Waltrip. It uh, was the eighth different winner so far in this 2002 season. And Dave Moody, the first win for Lowe's, a sponsor of a Winston Cup car since they've been involved in the sport. And that goes back a number of years. Could not have come at a better time or a better place for that team. Jimmy Johnson winning in his home state. The California dream comes true for Jimmy Johnson here in front of his home state crowd. We'll go to Victory Lane and hear from Jimmy Johnson in a few moments. I'm sure that will be a big party. First, let's hear from some of the drivers who finished in the top five. Winston Kelly? Kurt Busch donning a straw hat a la Jack Roush. And I tell you what, it's got to be bittersweet to be disappointed with a second-place run. You had an awesome car. Tell us about it. We had an awesome piece. It was just unbelievable. The amount of people that it goes in to building the race car and to building the race team to go out there and to compete. There's so many individuals I need to mention, but there's only one that counts. That's Jack Roush. It's unbelievable what he's given me on what he's done for this company. We all know what our job is and what our place is here, and we can do it without him, but it's so nice to have him here. It really just, this is for Jack. I wish we could have won this thing. We're a little short on top end. We had him off the corner. We had a lot of torque in the motor. We had a lot of aerodynamics in this Ford Taurus. And this Rubbermaid team, we're awesome. I mean, we had a lead by 15 seconds. This is what it's all about. We're running for the championship. Tell us about that last pit stop, two tires or no tires, who made the call, and how your car was behind cars versus in front. I made the call for two. Jimmy wanted to do four. We got beat by guys that just took gas. It's sad on how these tires last forever, and you can't get any grip with with new tires, old tires. It's tough we lost it by pit strategy because we had the best car, but that's the way it is. We finished third last week, second this week. We're going for the win next week. Ace, good smile on his face. He finishes second. That's Kurt Busch. Well, Ricky Rudd equals his best finish of the 2002 season. A very solid third-place run this afternoon at California. He's with Tony Rizzuti. And a remarkable run for Ricky Rudd, considering he started 37th. They started grinding up through the field all day long. And considering where you started, this has to be a great finish. Well, you know, anytime you finish in the top five nowadays, it's good. Uh, you know, we could actually see the victory slip away from us a little bit. Our guys did a great job in the pits, everybody on this Avalon Taurus team. They got us in a position to win two tires. Uh, which was the right thing to do, but we came out on the racetrack and the car just wouldn't turn on those two tires. The car was too tight. So wish we had a chance to come back and redo a little that, but, uh, you know, just happy with the finish considering we started so far back. With about 40 to go, that was some of the best racing we've seen all year. Two wide, three wide action. Was that fun? Yeah, that was a blast. I tell you that. Yeah, I usually call in on the radio when I'm having a day like that and tell Robert, hey, I'll drive for nothing when we have a car that runs like this. And, you know, anytime you get up there and can mix it up like that and have a car that's that good, it's it's a blast. Ricky Rudd, a great finish. He started 37th. He'll finish third here in the Napa Auto Parts 3 500. Well, in a field of gamblers today, one of the biggest was Bill Elliott. Passed up the final pit stop. It got him fourth at the end of the day, Winston Kelly. Well, like Ricky Rudd, he started at the back from 39th to 4th. Man, you earned your nickel today. Tell us about it, Bill. 
Well, I earned it several times. I mean, I, I started off, you know, we kept plugging along and kept chipping our way toward the, the top, you know, top 20, top 15, top 10. You know, and then right there, we you know, finally got a decent deal where we were we were 10 seconds within being lap. Kyle, she came out. Well, I started off, and I thought I had a flat tire drove off down in turn one. We came right in, and then we had to play catch up from then on. But, you know, we just elected not to come in our end because we needed track position. How about that strategy there, Dan? A lot of guys, when they didn't take on tires, they had problems. You and Jimmy Johnson didn't seem to. Well, you know, the, the thing that I saw was that's the only gamble we had. You know, we were either going to finish up sixth or seventh. We came in and put on tires, you know, and we got an opportunity to do better. So, you know, we were able to hold them off and finish fourth. And, I mean, that's that's the things that, you know, Mike and I talk about on the radio and try to figure out, you know, what's the best thing to do. The car was the, the Dodge car was pretty good today, but still, you know, it's it's the guy that can get it all put together, and, you know, Jimmy Johnson them did it. From 39th to 4th, Bill Elliott, a good run today. As we speculated, quite a party going on in victory lane. Jim Phillips is there with winner Jimmy Johnson. Well, you talk about some smiles. How does it feel to win a Winston Cup race in your home state of California? This is unbelievable. Um, to be able to do this and, and be this competitive in Winston Cup racing is a dream of mine, and I just can't believe it came true. And it's just so special to win here in front of the home state, win in front of all my friends and family that are out in the grandstands. This is incredible. Thank you, California. I'm glad I could do it. The decision to take no tires, did that concern you when you came in for that splash of gas? We were really loose from the start of runs, and as the tires got older, we the car got better and better. And we were going to go for two, but we saw some guys earlier just do gas only and beat us out of the pits. Chad made the call on gas only, and I was able to hold those guys off. Track position was the key. I just tried not letting them line up behind me and draft down the straightaways and uh, take their line in the corner, and we were in good shape. Okay, but first you had Kurt Busch behind you, but then you had a veteran like Ricky Rudd that has a whole lot more experience than you. Did you think you had enough experience to hold him off? Uh, Ricky, I knew knew it was going to be tough, but Kurt, I'd been racing with him all day long, and I thought he might be able to march up through the turbulent air and get to us. But uh, he, he got held up with Ricky Rudd a little bit, and we were able to let the laps click down and bring this Lowe's Monte Carlo to victory lane. Well, I know you and Jeff Gordon did a commercial, Can You Win? Are you surprised you won this early in your career? Heck yeah, I am. This is unbelievable. Um, you always hope and wish that, you know, think that you have the ability to come out here and be competitive, but you just don't know until the right situation presents itself and everybody can showcase their talents. My hat's off to Chad Knauss. I feel we're both in a similar situation for trying to prove ourselves, and uh, he's doing an awesome job, and same with all these guys standing here in the Lowe's uniforms. That's exactly right. He's the winner right now. Let's see if we can find Chad. No, we can't find him. So Jimmy Johnson is a winner here in California. And a big party going on down there in victory lane. Let's hear from the fifth-place finisher, Mark Martin. Well, Mark Martin had a great run today. He uh, he played the fuel card, and it, it turned to pay off in his advantage. He played the fuel mileage card, and at a track like this, that's almost as good as being fast. Well, you know, we had a... We had a good car today and a good run. I'm real proud of all, all the team. Uh, they, they did a great job. We got a great finish for what we had. Uh, we, we, you know, we still got a little bit of work to do to get up there to contend to win, but uh, we'll take those top fives till we figure it out. This is starting to look like it might be a good chance of the championship team here. You keep hanging around, haven't got a victory yet, but like you said, these top fives, do you feel like this could be a championship team? Well, it could be, but we got to get running a little bit better yet and uh, quit having bad luck, uh, you know, uh, we got to have uh, good luck and run better to be a contender. Well, today they get the good luck. They play the fuel mileage card and finish fifth here this afternoon. A good run this afternoon for Mark Martin. We'll run down the top five again. Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. It's all over today at the Napa 500 at California.
Back at California Speedway where Jimmy Johnson has picked up the first NASCAR Winston Cup victory of his career. He takes the win this afternoon over Kurt Busch and Ricky Rudd, the top three. Let's check the rest of the full field rundown. All right, it's Jimmy Johnson winning. Kurt Busch finishes in second. Ricky Rudd was third. Bill Elliott fourth and Mark Martin fifth. Dale Jarrett finishes in sixth today with Sterling Marlin seventh. Rusty Wallace eighth. Dave Blaney ninth. And Michael Waltrip finishes in tenth. Jeff Green came into the 11th place finish. 12th was Robbie Gordon. 13th, Greg Biffle. 14th, Ryan Newman. And 15th was Johnny Benson. Finishing 16th, Jeff Gordon. 17th was Kyle Petty. 18th, Ward Burton. 19th, Jeff Burton. And 20th today, Matt Kenseth. Terry Labonte home 21st. 22nd was Steve Park. Brett Bodine, 23rd. 24th to John Andretti. 25th, Joe Nemechek. Jerry Nadeau was 26th. 27th to Jimmy Spencer. Casey Atwood, 28th. Tony Stewart, 29th. And Bobby Hamilton, 30th. 31st was Mike Skinner, Rick Mass 32nd, Steve Grissom 33rd, 34th to Bobby Labonte, Kevin Harvick 35th, 36th to Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ricky Craven was 37th, 38th to Jeremy Mayfield, 39th Elliott Sadler, 40th to Hutt Strickland, 41st Stacey Compton, Shauna Robinson 42nd, and Kenny Schrader 43rd. Race saw 20 lead changes among eight drivers today. Caution flags waved five times throughout the course of this event. Championship point standings unofficially Sterling Marlin's lead is now 143 over Kurt Busch who jumped from fourth to second in the championship point standings. Matt Kenseth loses a spot, falls to third. Rusty Wallace falls to fourth. And Jimmy Johnson gains a position with the win. He's now fifth in the championship point standings. Biggest loser today, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who dropped four positions from fifth down to the ninth position. It's time now for Dave Moody and me to select the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Raybestos Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's race. What do you think? I'm going to have to give a call to Bill Elliott. They skipped the final pit stop, had not really been a factor for the win or even the top five until then. Gambled that they could go the distance on fuel. Gambled that they could stay up there on the older tires. And it paid off for them. Got them a top five finish. They come home fourth today. I'll go along with you. So Bill Elliott is the man. Ray Bestis Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, awards $500 in the name of Bill Elliott to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Very exciting weekend of racing. We saw a little bit of everything as you can think of as far as weather is concerned throughout the course of this weekend. Racing as well. A super race on Saturday as Scott Riggs picked up his second career win in the NASCAR Busch Series running of the Auto Club 300. And here today, a first-time win for rookie Jimmy Johnson in front of his family and friends in California. Had a little bit of everything today, did Jimmy Johnson. Flawless strategy. Had perfect pit stops along the way. Most important of all, a fast race car and a driver that dared to put it where it needed to be. A solid day all along for the homes, uh, Lowe's Home Improvement Team. Folks, you heard on our broadcast today, Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew, who stayed busy out in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti, who patrolled the pit road for us. Our broadcast engineer for today's show, Bill McLean. Our satellite engineer, Mike Weaver. Production assistants, David Brandt, Chris Cheesecake DeRocher. <laughs> who uh, took care of some other duties here as well. And Don't forget, cheesecake. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to listen for NASCAR today with news of what's going on in the world of NASCAR every day. We'll keep you posted throughout the week. NASCAR Live on Tuesday night at 7 with Eli Gold. This week talking to Jeremy Mayfield and the world of racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. First time win for Jimmy Johnson. A happy bunch of people down there, as Dick Brooks would say. And rightly so. He has picked up the victory in the Napa Auto Parts 500. For Dave Moody, sitting in this weekend for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. So long, everyone, from sunny Southern California. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Napa Auto Parts 500 has come to you from California Speedway. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running.
by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By McDonald's, we love to see you smile. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Pontiac, can you handle a Pontiac Grand Prix? By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Pfizer Men's Health. Tune up for life by the United Association of Union Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and Sprinkler Fitters. Building a better tomorrow. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Tenactin. Tackle athletes foot with tough Acton Tenactin. Two-way communications by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radio. And by Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.